Welcome back, baby, to the TTG podcast. Ew. Ew, sorry. So spicy. <laughs> Ew, God, what a distance. God. God. I feel violent. Oh, man. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Sorry about that. Let's run that back. Welcome back to the Through the Great Mind podcast here at the uh, Advanced Creative Studio in the beautiful Livermore Valley. I'm here with the one and only SVC. Um, We've got another familiar voice. Um, he's still a guest on the third on the third visit is when you become a a resident voice. So uh, we have another special guest today. Uh, Bradley Kurtz is in the building, vineyard director for Gloria Ferrer. Sir, how you doing today? Doing great, wonderful. Thanks for having me, man. Welcome back. We're excited to have you. I, uh, you and I, actually, I mean, you and I don't text outside of a group chat, but Savannah has shared your enthusiasm for joining us, which. Yeah. Is awesome. I'm glad I love to talk and I love to drink wine. So, you know, what better place to be? So for those watching on uh, on Spotify, uh, Bradley is currently sitting in front of a, a wall of a wall of brown bags and wine. Um, it's quite the setup for uh, for this beautiful Monday. But we're here. We got some uh, we got some things to talk about. Savannah, what's going on in your world, dude? Um, just surviving. Hey, hey, <laughs> just surviving. No, man. No, <laughs> no any kinda, living, any I, living lately or what? Yeah, I feel like I'm kind of like, but I totally get it. I don't, I, I don't want to say like thriving because like, I don't want to like jinx it or anything like that. Fair but enough. like, I, I'm doing, I'm doing good. I'm doing cool. better than I was last year. This time last year was not yeah, great right. for me. Time flies. Q4 is always an interesting time, man. It's like everything speeds up even faster than it already is. And you just try and like hold on the best you can before New Year's Eve. And then you're just like, what the fuck just happened? Um, Brad's already two Thanksgiving's in. So yeah. uh, yep. that might be the way. It's just getting started a little earlier and spreading out the chaos. But uh, hey, we're here. We made it. Uh, we've got beautiful, beautiful salmon wine in the glass. And I'd like to hear a... Gloria Ferrer, Brut Rosé. Brad is uh, showcasing something that's uh, I mean easy drinking for a first pour, but more oh, importantly, twenty nineteen, um, some new packaging, um, new bottle, new bottle. As Jeremy said, she thick. She is. She's thick. She's thickums. Mm-hmm. Um, but every, I mean, you love to see it. Yeah, it's it. This is this is a nice start. I was, I almost brought a bottle of white wine, but I had complete faith that. There would be a first course. I don't like to show up empty-handed, you know, and <laughs> and that he did not. How are you guys doing, TTG listeners? It's been a little bit. Um, it's been a couple of months, but you know we're still after it. That's what's most important. Um, just getting in here when we can, with and, and it'll only get better. I swear to you, one day this will be a full-time job, and then you will just you'll be wanting to shut us off because we're new episodes <laughs> here all daily, the time. <laughs> daily. Um, but we got some stuff to talk about. Um, we're going to be blind tasting today. This is kind of round two. I think last time we... Did you blind taste this last time or was that... Who moderated last time you were here? Um, I brought a bunch of base wines. We tasted through some base oh, wines yeah. and we tasted through a bunch of different stuff. We did one over some wine grading last time. Yeah, we, we did. Went over some of the production behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So not so much a blind tasting, but we were tasting. We were tasting. So and so Brad, uh, Brad, Brad remains in the cockpit today. He is our... Uh, blind tasting moderator um you know a few changes which we'll talk about when we get there um a few more wines three whites three reds and we're uh, we're using a different grid and a different spectrum this round um but hey i'm gonna uh i'm gonna turn this little intro music down a little bit and we're just gonna get into it here the weather is uh i almost i almost took out the miata it's like where it's like, like yeah it's no. cold but like 
you know, no. but when the sun hits you a little bit, like it, it feels good. It feels good. It was 34 this morning when we tried to walk Max and we were like around the block. It is that, <laughs> like that, quickly went back that home. Is, we'll get his walk later today. It was silliness. way too cold. That is silliness. I know, but like, right? Think about it. Think about other states. Like it's like 32, like all day long. Like what? Like it doesn't the get like. The high is 32. Yeah. Like yeah. think about that. I'm like, what do you do? Like, again, this is such a cat. I'm such a Californian because I'm like, I couldn't. Yesterday we were with a Midwesterner and he was like wearing like shorts and a t-shirt and Nicole like, and I were you, like layered up. What are you, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing, doing, dude? Yeah. He's like, that's barbecue weather, man. What are you doing? That's <laughs> football weather. No, I used to live in the, yeah, living in the Midwest, dude. Where, get, you lived in Milwaukee, right? I lived in Milwaukee in a small oof, town called oof. Menominee. I'm sorry, what? Great during the Menominee. Menominee. Um, and when you're a college student, it uh, translates to me, no money, me, no money. Um, and the, yeah, but snow, you get used to it. But like, I guess the the caveat is like after a certain degrees, it kind of all feels the same. You just pray there's no wind chill. So oh, that's it's not like fair. an ice bath, like go numb and you're good. You're good. But like, what do you do if you have a dog? What do you do? Uh the Ooh. dogs are fine. They'll be fine. Yeah, the dogs are fine. But like, but like you, yeah. like the They've dog is going to be fine. But you like, don't have fur. what do you do when you <laughs> like, to like exercise the dog? Right? Like, what do you do? You just like open the door and you're like, have the best fucking time out there. I can't go. Like, you have fur. I don't. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying like, how do you that. exercise the dog? Like, what do you do? Like, if you don't have a backyard and like you're somebody who lives in like, like what do you do? That's a good question. You walk the dog in the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cold. Well, no. the, yeah, you, you hop on the yeah, you pop on the uh, on the on the sled, <laughs> <laughs> you do the whatever that's called. That's what I would do. I can't imagine like putting on snow gear to walk the dog. I don't know. We we take Sadie up to the mountains every every winter, and she goes ballistic in the snow. She mm-hmm. loves it. She'll bury her face in it, yeah. and run around in it, roll around in it. Which, it's twenty degrees. It's it's less than that. She's they figure it out. But they, like that's what I'm saying. You open the door and you're like, go live your best life. But yeah. if you don't have that, you're in an apartment. Oh, we throw on the like, snowshoes. We're ready that's to go. We take her out on a hike. She loves it. Yeah. She loves it. She's you're talking about walk vacation. One mile. We walk one mile. She runs. 15 miles because she's going back and forth up and down all around brad you're talking about (laughs) vacation what do you do when you live there and it's your day-to-day responsibility you're like before i go to work i walk the dog what do you do we're gonna have to get a segment called ask a midwesterner (laughs) yeah because uh i have no idea (laughs) yeah actually you know i'll make a note here uh yeah this this segment (laughs) brought to you by dick sporting goods um how to be a midwesterner um yeah you know what Uh, it's it was a good time i'm just uh you know I, i i i am i am very happy for my uh, first world weather California problems here. We could use some rain. We always could. Yes. But Absolutely. I'll take 34 in the morning and, and 55 in the at 1 o'clock. That's, uh, that's nice. I mean, that's like even in, in the middle of the summer, like if you ever go to like the coast or Pacifica. Yeah. Like it's that temperature anyway. So I'm like, you know, we're used to it a little bit. Um, but hey, man, this wine is nice. This wine is nice. It's really. <laughs> it's re- this, is a, this is a crowd favorite. This is probably our number one selling wine out of the tasting room. Um, this is a 2019 Brut Rosé. This is the inaugural vintage in the, uh, what we call the Gloria bottle. Gloria's thick. Yeah. She's, uh, it's a thick bottle. Um, and this wine is just wonderful. I mean, it's just a crowd pleaser. It's yeah. A, it's we a vintage rosé. We talked about rose. that last time, didn't we? About how, like, the bottles were 
created by it was Gloria herself or no she has a um she has a stemware an expansive That's stemware collection okay. specifically for sparkling wine different coupes and, oh really and yeah and flutes and stuff like that and we've got a part of the collection at the tasting room and it is a pretty cool collection a lot of silver coupes uh, and you know big elaborate um flutes that. and things like that so she's very into glassware um the the carneros cuvee which is our tete de cuvee it's it's you got i think i brought a bottle of it last yeah. time that like really dark bottle that's we call it our perfume bottle she designed that bottle she designed that bottle yeah so that bottle's that bottle's really unique and it's really you know it stands out when you put it in your cellar it really stands out but this is for more of our uh direct consumer wines and then hopefully eventually our wholesale wines yeah. will also be in this bottle i would drink i would drink that up every day of the week yeah that's nice mm-hmm. it's vintage too Got a great mouthfeel. Yeah. And I just can't say enough about the color. Yeah. Beautiful color. It's like the color. And you, you know what? Sparkling wine is really hard to get the color, right? Mm. Because that's a 2019. And it was just released. So it sits for, uh, you know, three plus years yeah. sometimes where the color, it doesn't have any tannin to bind to. Mm-hmm. So the color really fades quickly and it can oxidize quickly. So it'll turn from pink to orange really quickly and it's really hard to get that right so for sparkling wine i don't wine, mind an orange color but oh, even but i mean I don't. <laughs> I don't mind it. we have a but uh, you know you don't want it to be oxidized you want yeah, it to be yeah. fresh and fruity um but you still need that age to get the mouth feel right mm-hmm. um so we have our carneros cuvee rosé which is you know i think it's five to six years in the bottle so it's yeah, yeah. it's a long time in the bottle before it's released, so you got to re- you kind of got to stack the color yeah. early on, knowing that it's going to fade. It's going to fall out. Yep, yeah. it's going to fall out well, over the you, years. So I mean, it's probably industry standard to, uh, I mean, to, to, to you know, to add a little color if needed back at dosage. Yeah, um, it's. I'm not going to say it's something we haven't done or we won't do, but it's typically not something we do. Mm-hmm. Typically, we'll we'll dose with the same wine, or we'll we'll add a a different dosage, but typically we won't add any like a dark a spike mm-hmm. of color. Mm-hmm. Um, at dosage and dosage for um, uh, dosage is dosage is after the wine's been terraged it's been aged it's done its secondary fermentation in the bottle we disgorge it we pop the um top. we pop the the bottle cap pop off the top. the top uh get all the yeast out and so you lose some wine in that process so you refill it that wine is bone dry mm-hmm. zero sugar very acidic it wouldn't be something you would t- most people would enjoy savannah would like it savannah would like it savannah <laughs> does like it i brought savannah some she does like it I and do like it. and uh so we add a little bit Fucking of sugar back me. into it so it's it's like you know it's like lemonade it's you have your lemon yeah. juice you add a little bit of sugar balance it out um so it's it's wine with a little bit of sugar cane sugar in it yeah so but you can play around with your dosage you can add different wines as your dosage we've mm-hmm. done that um you can dosage you can self-dose where you hold a little bit of that wine for years and years and years in a tank, mm-hmm. and then you use that, you add the sugar to that and dosage it with its own mm-hmm. self-dosage. So there's a lot of ways you can play around with it, and you can adjust. You can do uh, same vintage, or you can do a newer vintage to try and freshen the wine mm-hmm. up a little bit. Mm-hmm. It really only ends up being like 3 to 4% of the blend. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can make a massive change, but you know, mm-hmm. if you want to freshen it up a little bit, you can add a, a little bit of, uh, you know, if we were if we were disgorging this right now, we could dosage it with some like 2021 or 2022 mm-hmm. um, base wine and uh, try and get it s- some fresher fruit notes in there if we're feeling like it's lacking that a little bit. So it's kind of your last opportunity to make adjustments to the wine before the court goes in and it goes out to market. Well, whatever you did in this one, you nailed it, guys. 
Get yourself a bottle of this 2019 vintage Brut Rosé uh, Method Traditional. If you're interested in an odd pairing, um, get yourself an iced oat milk latte from Story Coffee and yeah. then this bottle and drink them together. Nice. I like it. Festive as fuck. Festive as fuck. It's, it's a good morning. You know it's a good way is? to start your morning. A little caffeine, a little booze. You're good what to it go. is is it's realistic. This is life. Sophisticated four locos is what it looks like to yeah. me. <laughs> Just a little fucking let's go. Let's go. I'm fucking here for it. It's well, you know an what? adult four loco, right? These yeah. bring the best out of each other. I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know why. I'm, I'm, and I don't even care right now. I just know that it's good and I like it. See, that Fight only cements the best pairings are the ones that work for you yep. in the yep. moment. So, um, well, hey, let's just roll into it, guys. Um, I figured we'll, uh, you know, we got a few topics here. Business as yeah. usual, right? So we're going to talk about some shit. We're going to have some fun. Um, and then we'll we'll round out with uh, with Brad's blind taste with SVC and JTM. So um, just kind of jumping into it. You know, we're here in the beautiful Livermore Valley. We like to talk about what's going on and, and, and you know, what you've missed. It's been a couple of months. Um, and, there, you know, there's a few things to report. Um, I think most notably, let's, I mean, let's, I, I, let's talk about a harvest recap. Um, you know, we've got a, you know, I'm sure yeah. we've all seen a few different AVAs. Um, you know, Savannah and I've had a chance to see this one pretty intimately. You up there in Carneros, Napa, um, Sonoma, Sonoma, sorry, because the Carneros, Sonoma, the other yes. side. Um, and if outside of the heat spike here in Livermore, this, this is a good, this was, this was like a potentially epic vintage. 85 degree highs, you know, good wind, um, you know, proper diurnal, diurnal shifts, nothing too, you know, nothing too hot. Uh, wasn't a rainy year, but you got nice foggy mornings when you needed them. Um, like, you know, assuming you were able to manage the heat spike, you know, manage your fruit and, and, and all those things. Like, I'm thinking like this might be the one coming out of a couple of fire years and fucked up pandemic years. Like this might be a great bounce back. Is that like, is that, were you guys getting those vibes up there and, 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 yeah. and others I mean, out here? For the, a lot of like the emails I've been getting about my vintage reports. Again, I haven't looked too much on a lot of them. Cause again, I cover like a lot of things across like Europe and across the U S. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part things, and again, this could be just like perspective of like, we're so excited even like, let's say in theory, this was a mediocre year. We're like, we will take this over yeah. the last two. I like, think that's fair Who though. fucking yeah. cares? I yeah. Mean, I, so for us, it's from, you know, the people I've talked to from the, the viticulture side, from the vineyard side, um, anything that was picked before Labor Day, um, <laughs> stellar vintage, stellar sparkling wine. It's going to be an unreal sparkling wine vintage for us. Um Pinot, any Pinot that was picked before Labor Day weekend, which was tough because it was um, really on the, it was basically like anything that was picked before Labor Day weekend was maybe a little underripe, mm-hmm. but you just picked it because you knew you had to get some off the vine. Mm-hmm. And then everything that was picked after Labor Day weekend, um, it was a mad dash to get it off the vine because you were pretty much picking raisins for Pinot. Uh, Pinot is such a delicate variety. I mean, we had five days over 110 degrees, which if you know anything about growing Pinot, you're just like, it's it's brutal. But, you know, we, we survived. Uh, our yield suffered. That, yeah, that temperature. Right? Our yield suffered dramatically. Mm-hmm. Um for I mean, luckily, it was maybe 5% of our fruit was left on the vine at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because... 90% of what we do is sparkling. Mm-hmm. So um, the uh, Pinot that was left on the vine, a lot of it got fried. And this is across the board. This isn't just us. This is across the board. But you know what? It, the wines themselves were tasting them. And I would have been like, the vintage is ruined. 
the wines we're tasting, super concentrated, overripe for sure, mm-hmm. a little a hair overripe, but I think that's just a mark of the vintage mm-hmm. um, because of that heat wave. Which people like that. Yeah, people like that. People vintage really do, and it's super, cool. super mm-hmm. concentrated fruit flavors, super ripe, dense tannins, mm-hmm. really great mouthfeel. So you know, at the end of the day, I do think it's going to be a stellar vintage. Um, a lot of cab growers I've talked to, it's hit or miss. Mm-hmm. It depends how you were set up. It depends how your leafing was done. Um, mm-hmm. It depends on your row orientations, all of that stuff, whether you were really fried with sunburn and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it was it was the, that week was the most stressful week of the year by far because it was, I you know, the week before I was on the phone with all my winemakers, our winemaker and then anyone we sell grapes to mm-hmm. talking to them. Hey. Let's pick. Let's pick before this heat wave. Let's pick before this heat wave. It's Pinot Noir. We're going to have five days over 110. Yeah. No, it's not quite ready yet. No, it's not quite ready yet. No, it's not. Qu- the heat wave hit. I got my phone was blowing up with people trying to pick. And you only can pick so many tons in one yeah. day. And it's it was. Str- I mean, we picked three weeks worth of grapes in five days. And it was a mad dash to get it off the vine. It was like everyone needed to get their fruit off the vine yesterday. And so. It's it was tough. It was really a stressful week of long days and picking in the heat because we were still picking when it was 100 plus mm-hmm. degrees during the day. And even though we start picking at one, two in the morning. Yeah, it's still, still 80 degrees gale, at God. two in the morning. And the poor guys I'm, I'm giving, you know, we're bringing ice out to them and stuff. But these poor guys are picking and they're just soaked, soaked in sweat. Yeah, and it's it's true. brutal. It was a brutal week. And I'm I'm glad that we're done with that. But <laughs> that's got to be one of the gnarlier heat spikes we've had in a while. Because that, that, It was like 2017. 2017, we had a very similar woo. thing, Labor Day weekend. But it was only like two or three days. This was like five days. This held. Yeah. Brad, you know what's crazy about that weekend? What? Is that like you were in a wedding that same weekend? I was officiating a wedding that weekend. And guess what? <laughs> While we were taking pictures, I was fielding phone calls from winemakers and and coordinating crews and uh, oh, machine no. harvesters. Brad did a great fucking job, though. You wouldn't have known. He, Brad, look, I'm not saying you should hire Brad, but I'm saying like maybe you should consider it. Brad did a great <laughs> job. Oh, at it was this fun. Wedding. We had a lot of fun, but yeah. we were taking pictures and I was dipping out between each picture to take phone calls. And they then they would move locations and I'd have to run and jump back on the phone and be like, I'll call you back in two minutes and take take oh our pictures then back goodness. on the phone. And, and Allie so- had like just given birth like what a month prior. <laughs> yeah. like, Brad we and had Allie came there. through was, for this wedding. <laughs> it was a stressful week between the wedding and Allie was the maid of honor and I was yeah. officiating the wedding. And They looked great. It, it was, was a great wedding. Like, it was a knockdown middle of the most stressful <laughs> part of harvest. <laughs> Newborn baby, fifteen degrees. One hundred and fifteen degrees. We're in Paso, and oh, it was a hundred. It was hundred and fourteen during the ceremony. But you like, know what? It didn't feel that. I don't know. I didn't feel like it felt that bad. But also, maybe it's because I had a few pa- drinks before. But no, one of go. Paige's like family members. I don't know who he was. He was so sweet because like the um, the most of the. Of the rows were like in the shade, and we like were in the row that like wasn't. And so one of Paige's family members, I don't know who he was, but they gave me like this little portable like fan like thing because <laughs> I must have looked really it's a hot. That oh, it was so nice. Like I really appreciate it. I On thought it was nice. Like and it was that, great. Like, it, but like, there's only certain like you grow down the window, and all it does is like it's just hot air is moving. It feels faster. like a convection oven. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm just crisping. It was a great wedding. You want to know what's funny too is like so ceremony happens where like you know everybody eats dinner. What do Brad and I do? He 
like he comes and sits down and we talk about wine with yeah. other people. We're chatting about wine. <laughs> There's a gala rep there. We're talking yeah. with her. Yeah. Like, we're talking wine. Nicole and day off, would you, Jesus? I'm on my phone the whole time checking emails, trying to get, trying to you make sure know. all the grapes are getting picked. You like, wouldn't know. It was, you know what though? Professional. To bring it full circle, yeah. good good vintage. For most wines, I think. I yep. think there's going to be a few people that really got hit hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yields yields were really low mm-hmm. across the board, which is generally a good thing for quality. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's those low yielding years that we we see the quality is just excellent. And then mm-hmm. it's early, earlier harvest because the yields are so low. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had the coolest July in 12 years. Um, wow. And July is where, um, if you know about you know, wine growing July is where the acids are decided in the grapes. Mm. So if you have a hot July, you burn off a lot of that acid mm. early. If you have a cool July, you retain a lot of that acidity um, into harvest mm-hmm. um, and into sugar loading. So when you have a really cool July like that, your wines retain a lot of acidity. And we actually had more. Um, our winemaker, Harry, is um, he was a winemaker from the he was an assistant winemaker from the late 80s to the early 2000s at Gloria. He took about a 20-year hiatus, went and worked uh, at Edna Valley and Sterling and a couple other places around. And then he came back um, last, he came back about the same time I started at Gloria. And he basically was like, this vintage reminds me of a vintage because of the acid levels, Mm -hmm. uh, a vintage from the 90s, you know, before it got super warm. You know, it's it's more minerality driven, Mm -hmm. less, less ripe fruit driven. Um, and super acid driven wines and it's really, they're really refreshing and they really pop and they're really juicy. So the sparkling wines for us, I mean, it was a vintage, a a throwback vintage is what we're calling it. Yeah. Um, so what I'm hearing, if you trust the producer, secure your allocations now. Yeah. Um, because, uh. (laughs) Potentially epic vintage. I'm like, yeah, I don't, don't know. Don't talk to me about your allocations right now. You know who you are. I want to hear it. Okay. They're, they're not out yet. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious. I put ninety, you know, ninety six plus points. I don't know. That doesn't mean. You know anything, what's right? funny though? <laughs> yeah, what, I You're right. People should. You know what? If you want your allocations from your producers, like if you hear this now, you should be as a as a buyer. You should be savvy enough to know that like continue to buy what you need to buy for me, so that when this is ready, you can have your allocations of this. I don't want to hear. Oh, I want my allocation. You're like, well, you knew what you were supposed to do, and you didn't do it. Right. So buy more chambers is what she's saying. Here's, guys. Well, here's the interesting thing too. Is like. We're talking about like current vintages and it's funny because like let's talk about burgundy guess what <laughs> like this year was even less next year is going to be even less than this year and like we're like we don't we Dude. do not see the fruits of this labor but in, until like two more years so it's one of those things of like even though we've already gone through like the vintages that were really difficult mm. we're not gonna we are not gonna be consuming them we're not gonna be having them in bottle yeah. for another few years like I get, you know when i was restaurant hard. buying I, I i i i was i'm still young but i didn't i just started late i was I didn't even get into the arm, the constant arm wrestle of trying to get, you know, really, really nice. Sometimes it's not worth it. It was just I'm, I'll go to Spain and Italy and I'll just live there. Yeah. And I'll just take a nice village when I can. Um, Listen, there's only so much of that be, shit to go around. Like man. be. Yeah. And be kind to to your distributor. Like you get a lot more. Honey. You can't make more wine. Just appear. 
God damn it. I can't do it. I wish I could. People, Look, it's money in my pocket. Trust me. Like, it's funny when people are like, you won't give me this. You're like, I want to give you this because I want money. You don't understand. Like, when you buy this, I also get money. This isn't a one way. Well, like, I wish yeah. I could, but I cannot. I cannot make things appear. Just appear. Man, what a good problem to have. I, and I could I imagine, like, some of those vineyards in Burgundy's that, you know, the DRCs of the world have had waiting lists for 300 years. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like their few, their, their wines have been secured every vintage for, and I, and I, I maybe not three, I'm being dramatic here, but like, like there's regions like that in the world, particularly the Burgundies, as we're talking to them, we're like, there's only so much fucking hectares and fruit there. Yeah. They've been popular for hundreds of years. Yeah. I can only imagine the, the wait list and just, you are lucky if you get a bottle. Well, um, yeah. And it's so. just, yeah. It's a, it's interesting people's understanding of like how it works and how we decide to go about things. And it's definitely, I'm excited that Burgundies have gone out. We still have a few that are coming in December. Shipment should be arriving and that will be that, which will be great. But it's also cool when, you know, you talk about, you know, Domaine Dujac or you talk about these other, um, so like the, one of the owners of Dujac and uh, DRC, like they make one of like my wines and people don't know until I tell them they make like a Provence Rosé mm-hmm. that I sell that is it's $13 from like me. Mm-hmm. It's such like a great value. And it's funny because like, we we're just talking about values yeah, before, we, you'll, before we turn on the mic. You'll tell people about that here. before. Like, I like value. I like value. We'll tell people about that. And I'm like, look, like this is coming from great producers. Like they're doing a cool thing because like, they're not just Burgundy. Like they find interest in other wines across mm-hmm. like the world. And they want to make like good, they want to make good depictions of like that wine and they do. And you'll tell people about it and you'll tell people about it and they'll be like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden in a few years when it starts popping off because everybody else like realized that this is great, they'll be like, I, I-, I want some of this. You're like, it's funny because you didn't want any yeah, <laughs> last <answer>. year. <laughs> I wines. So the wine spectator, this is what we were talking about. The wine spectator top 100 came out um, this last week. Oh, did it? Oh, right. And it's one of those funny things of I had a number three wine on there and if I tried to sell that number three wine, you know, a few weeks ago, not not all of my accounts are savvy enough that would have been like, yeah, I want that or would understand it. But then once it came out and it was number three, my phone was blowing up and people really wanted it. And you're like, come hey, you on, remember, like, remember trust one me. Time I brought listen. you coffee? <laughs> like, <laughs> and again, yeah. it was one of those tough things of we only had 10 cases of inventory when this like came out. So it immediately closed. The, they closed uh, the wine. What was the wine? Uh, HDV, High Devillain. Chardonnay. Oh, yeah. Um, I have a few wines that are on that list. Um, one of them that I'm actually, two of them I'm very excited about. One of them's a Spanish wine. Um, it's Godeo. Um, and it's their, like, Savancia. It's their standard Godeo. Yeah, That's on there. Um, and it's a really, really great value. One of my absolute favorite wines in my entire book that actually most people, when they try it, they really love it is. Um, Livelli Susamaniello. I may have poured that for you at some time, but that's on the list, which I was super excited yeah. about because, again, extremely value driven. This is a Southern from Puglia. This is a Southern Italian variety that people don't know a whole lot about, but it's absolutely beautiful. Top so, three wine. That's a nice. That's, that's, there's that's, a few things on that list. There, yeah? But what Brad and I were talking about, and like I have, and you know what, I may, like I have so much gripes with this, I may do more research and write an article on it because I just feel some type of way about. I feel a type of way about wine scores because it's just, it's, I'm going to say it right now. Maybe I'll correct myself later on, but my opinions on it right now is like, 
uh, these like wine scores are just like such bullshit. And it's funny because it's like such a big part of my job to like be like people will ask me all the time. They're like, well, what did it score? And then I have to tell them what it scored because it's important to them. And to me, I'm just like, I wish I could reeducate people to understand that like it's really not that important. If you like the wine and you can and you if you are passionate about the wine and you like it and you could tell somebody exactly why you like it, they will buy it from you. Like you have to put in like the legwork for it. But if you rely just on these scores, it's really frustrating to me because it's just it's a well, you it's can, a I mean, one you can be, avenue yeah, of wine. You can be deceived by a score if you don't understand. Like most of us don't understand what's under the hood of how you get scores and how. You, well, we're and we were about. just talking about there's not every publication, but there are publications out there that are pay to play. You know, it's it's. You know, you know, you you pay you pay for a score. You get a score. You can get a score. But, yeah. you know, if you take out a full page ad in their magazine, score guess what? Up. Your score magically gets bumped up and you have you taste some of these wines that are 95 points and yeah. you go, that is not a 95 point wine. And uh, so, you know, which enough, money I have my, spend enough money yeah. on advertising, you yeah. can get which a so. hundred point wine. Like, it's just so crazy. And it's one of those things of like, I think people what I'm saying is people put way too much stock in these in these scores and they're like well i need to like get this wine now because it scored you know a 95 mm-hmm. and you're like why don't you just like try wines that you think you will like mm-hmm. because guess what like you could probably buy a 50 dollars like wine that scored you know 98 mm-hmm. and you might like it you could also try this 12 dollar wine from spain or italy yeah. that you also might yeah, like we for like about, way less we were talking about doing a talking about value wines and oh best wines under 12 dollars or best and savannah and i are like Spain, Spain and Italy. Spain and Italy. <laughs> you're not, so the only, you're not going to get it from the U.S. And like well, that's, so that's, a price, the, uh, that's a price. That's a price thing. At the top, the, the 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 full 100 was actually released today, um, and I'm looking at the top 20. Um, and if you had to guess how many how many wines in the top 20 are under 30 dollars, top 25. How many are under? Six. Yeah, how many are under six? You say six? Because I think they, they, under $20. they take value into account with some And of this these. is retail price, correct? If I remember correctly. Yes, ma'am. Maybe two. So the answer is one, four, five, six, seven. Seven of Good them. Good job, Brad. Yeah, uh, no, they do take value into account on these things. Yeah. And, and chances are, if it's a lower-priced wine, it's a larger production, mm-hmm. and they have more yeah. more reach with the spectator mm-hmm. they yeah. have more pr people that are reaching out to spectator yeah mm-hmm. to um to you don't just end up on one of these lists yeah it doesn't just happen that's what, it's, yeah. it's not so. just like it's not just like they're going around tasting every wine in the world and they're compiling this list you're in communication with them and you are presenting your wines and pushing for your wines to be on this list you have a pr team yeah. you have a marketing team that are pushing to get your yeah. wines on this list your mm-hmm. wines don't just you don't just stumble and wake up in the morning and your wines are on the spectator top 100 list yeah. it doesn't no, just yeah. happen like and i'm not saying that these wines are good what i'm saying is it's just like it's so skewed and people put way too much stock into it yeah but people, you know with that said though right so there are some names that are that clearly should be on here. Yeah. Um, and just to provide some contrast to, you know, things that we've said, if you are, you know, wine, the world of wine is, 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 it's, it's, it's confusing. It, it's deep. It's rich. Um, so in the, if, if scores are, are what you use to, to get you in the game, um, let me take that into account too. But, you know, as people that are, you know, in well endowed into the industry and, and work hard to go meet the people and tell their stories. 
um, who don't have the budget to just give Wine Spectator $100,000 over the course of a year um, for the opportunity to be a top 100. Mm -hmm. It can be frustrating because you're like, well, this she's doing cool shit and she's been doing it for 70 years. You're like, yeah. it's. Um, so I, like, I think, you know, there's, I can understand that frustration. If you only uh, focus on this, you're missing out on a lot. Yeah. Hey, Hyde Vineyard, Carneros Chardonnay, yeah. number three. That's cool to see. Yeah, there it is. I, I mean, that's me. they're good wines. They're, you, they're it's not, not bad like they're gonna, wines. It's not no. like they're going to stake their whole reputation behind a bad wine on no. their top 10 list, you know? <laughs> no, they're great wines. And actually, I, I would, I mean, even with, so even with that said, like, if you're looking for some wrecks, there's, there are, a, there are, a lot of reasonably priced wines on this list. Are there some deep cuts on there too? Or are they, or are they mostly stuff that's you would say is out there? And no, they got they got some deep cups. They got a you know a a, a, Yumi, a, a, a Humia from uh, Priorat. Uh, or where are we at? They got they got some they got some deep cuts. They got a few varietals I haven't seen in here before. Whatever that is. I saw the top 10, but they're like number 10 immediately popped out and it's like Cristal. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Let me just go so, buy a bottle of Cristal. Sure. <laughs> you know, there are actually, no, there are some deep cuts in here. They got some interesting. Oh, good for them. They're I looked expanded. at it. I had to compile what my wine. I have to send so. out a list of my wines on there that are actually available so I can send it out to a there few of my go. retailers. I got some Sancerre, the Silex. Good for them. Um, so rain, love that Pinot. Yep. All right. All right. Back. Sorry. All right. So yeah, yeah. Wine scores. Wine's cool. Drink wine. Um, but again, it's take it with a grain of salt. Take it, take with, it with a grain, grain of, salt. of salt. Um, and secure your 2022 allocations now yes. because I, I will, um, no, I want, I don't have the budget for that. Um, Hey, Q4. Um, you know, my favorite part about Q4 that it's almost over. Is that it's almost over. That's actually, yeah. Um, but also just like Q4 eats, Q4 food. Q4, I put on baby. so much weight this time of year. And you know what? This year I was just like, and I don't give a shit. Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, I did, and I don't. I did sober October leading up to it. And I just did super clean eating, no alcohol. You did that almost all year round though. You no, were... I, I did it for the first couple months of the year too. But I did it specifically going in October because I'm like, I don't, I don't care at all. When it comes to... November and December, I'm gonna be. I'm putting all that weight back on. And I, don't, I won't, don't want to feel guilty. It's called a winter coat. I don't want to feel guilty go. about it at all. No. You know, oh, I want to drink to my heart's desire, and I want to eat to my heart's desire yeah. because that's my favorite. This is my favorite time of the year. Yeah, it's the best time to do it. Yeah. I, more I, butter, more salt. I'm not feeling. Exactly. I'm not feeling guilty about it. I'm in fact like really like leaning into it because this oh. is the time of the year that like industry wise, like there's a bunch of like I did a bunch of like country club events. Oh yeah, like, events don't get. There's like lots of events, and it's just. Like it's just such a it's such a fucking great time to like eat and drink and like be with people and I'm just like fully yeah, yeah. <laughs> who am I kidding? I actually broke into the first uh, blind wine because I, was like, <laughs> I wanted to taste that. Good. <laughs> yeah, I just like I, like, I fully so lean into this. Start on that one. It's yeah. good. I'm done. You know, I think I like mentioned earlier this time last year. I was just. Unless you were super close to me, you didn't know I was in struggle city and like I'm barely just like getting over it now. Like a year later, I it's probably the most I've drank and probably probably about a year because I just had to literally stop. Oh, yeah, you were dry as shit last for pretty much an entire year. Yeah. Like this is wow. kind of because it was I was having like massive anxiety attacks, which I didn't know that's what they were at the time, which turned into panic attacks. I I literally just thought something was wrong with me. I had no fucking idea. Like because it wasn't regular anxiety. It was special holiday anxiety. <laughs> oh, no. I had no idea. I was going to the doctor every week trying to figure it out, like getting every test done possible until they're like, so like literally 
nothing's wrong with you. We've done blood tests. We've checked your neck. We've checked your, like, everything. Mm -hmm. They're like, this is just anxiety. And then that caused panic attacks, like nighttime panic attacks, which literally make you feel like you're dying. Because, like, it was such a bad time for me because, like, it was this time of year. Like, you can burn yourself out so quick. I was doing 18 units at, like, school. I was, like, trying to, like, I was. on top of everything. I was studying for my certified psalm. Like, oh, I crashed this time of year so hard. I, my childhood best friend, I felt so bad because it was, like, her wedding and that whole week leading up to it. I was sick for, like, 11 days. Like, I couldn't get out of bed. Like, I, Mm -hmm. like, the room was constantly spinning. Like, we could not figure out what, like, was wrong with me and, like, we like got That's my weird. ass in the car like the day before the wedding. I like held it together for the like rehearsal. Like showed. I mean, it was such a terrible time Dang. of year. Well, for welcome me, back. So. We're gonna have. So we make sure. That's Q three for me though because that's like. <laughs> Harvest, I'm I'm going all I'm starting pruning all the way till harvest. By the time we hit the end of harvest, I'm like every year I'm like I'm done. I'm done. I'm I need a I need two yeah. weeks off. I need a month off. I think off. everybody has that like thing though that like yeah. it's like a time like I've talked about this with Grace. Like yeah. for Grace every year by the end of like the nutrition challenge, like she gets like sick for like a week with like nothing viral, just yeah. like from being so like overdone. Insane. So what I want to say to everybody is like, dude, just like Get get comfy, like get, like don't don't get the holiday burnout. Whatever you do, because like I I got so burnt out last year, and it literally lasted. And like again, I'm still barely getting over it. I went into this part of the year just like really managing my expectations and like really just saying no to certain things mm-hmm. and being like, and that's like okay, and just just accepting me for yeah. me. Well, I mean, I mean like, one of the things that I one of the things that I do like an actionable because like yeah, it's easy to get carried away. Like come November. If I haven't planned it already, it's not happening. It's not happening. Yeah, it's not happening. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. I'm sure there's enough to do already yeah. for the rest of the year. I'm gonna ride it out. It's gonna be great. I like that. Uh, but if, come November, if it's not planned and booked, we're not doing it. Save it's not it for happening. save it for next year because you don't need the stress because your auntie's gonna be calling you, your mom's gonna be calling you. Well, even work like there's just like there's an interesting thing with like in our in- industry and it's the burnout and nobody. Not nobody, but I feel like it's getting discussed more. It's getting recognized more. But barely, like, people, like, people don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because peers will be like, oh, well, then you can't handle this industry. And honestly, fuck those people. Like, fuck those people who say that because, like, they have, like, their own shit that they won't, like, acknowledge. And really, like, it's a real thing to get burned out in this industry. Like... well, it I mean, will it, it will wear you down until you have only, nothing left. What is it? I mean, we're 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 only two years removed away from the. I mean, from the pandemic. Yeah, we were all you know stressed out, anxious, but like subtly grateful that like our industry slowed down enough to like get your shit together. So like, yeah, it just seemed to pick up this summer in particular was where it really this year, but this summer in particular was where it really things just like picked up again, and you're like, oh my god, like here we go again. Yeah. Um, so the long and short is like, enjoy the rest Cut of your yourself Q4. a break. Cut enjoy break. it. Like, and eat more fucking calories. Eat more fucking exactly. calories. Enjoy yeah. Thanksgiving. Have a couple Thanksgiving. Yeah. Have a cup of gravy. Uh, a, oh, God. A, a couple cups. <laughs> don't forget of, a gravy. Get the gra- you got to get the gravy over the whole plate. Don't feel, don't feel like you just need to keep it on the side. Oh, you just yeah, drizzle bro. it over the whole thing. I'm fucking lazy river that and shit. Don't waste bro. your time with a salad <laughs> on Thanksgiving. Don't no. fill up your plate with a salad. No, 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 That's no, valuable don't real estate. No, That's, no, no, no. You need fiber. Your, your body well, will. If, if you you get a green bean casserole. Fiber. You'll be fine. There you go. Salad's good with gravy on it, too. Listen. A green bean casserole is a salad. Listen. This is salad. Baby. This is this is this is oh, my man. this is gonna be that's their advice. My advice is do what works for you. If you're like, hey, I need to stay away from 
X, Y, and Z because that's going to leave. Because again, for me, like what was really hard for me was like leaning into a lot of the comfort foods that did more damage than it did good. It's because I was leaning on for it as a crutch and it was actually fucking me up more than it was helping. So listen to your body. You know what you got to do and do what you got to do for you and like cut yourself a break. Okay. Fair enough. Cut yourself a break. If you're going to eat sexy food, do it from Range Life. At least it's Oh, my gosh. Ah, I'm happy you said that. We were coming back from the city on Saturday. It was the first Saturday in a while that there was no social obligation. And Seneca was like, do you want to go to the city? I'm like, fuck it. Let's just go. Isn't it? It's the best. And I was like, okay, yeah. Like, let's just go. We we took the dog and we went and we walked through Golden Gate Park because, like, we just have never oh. done that. And um, on the way back, though, we're like, okay, Love we're, them. like, really, really hungry. Like what, like, what do we want? And I was just, like, going through, like, the list. And I'm like, honestly, like... I just don't want to eat this like I don't want to eat this shitty food like I don't want because I don't want to feel like shit I was like I just want it like I just wanted good food that is tasty and is going to make me feel good and I just like that's what I wanted and I was like fuck it we're ordering range life for pickup and I we picked it up we ate it at home and like oh yeah that was just oh that was just it it was perfect well actually that'll transition us into our uh into our next little piece here and that's just kind of uh uh, you know, we'll call it businesses to look out for. What's new? What's happening in the realm of food and beverage here in Livermore? That's that's worth sharing. Um, um hit up. Uh, I got one. I hit know, up Sons one. of Liberty. Yeah, there we go. New restaurant. Yeah, um, there. I like the owner. She's super nice. I mean, I mean, they're both super nice. I've sold in like something in there, and so we've gone about three times now. Yeah, they're nice enough to invite us to the soft opening, so we did that, and that was great. And then we've been there back twice now. We went for brunch yesterday because I'm a big brunch person. Oh, we got loved br- it. We got brunch, huh? chicken and waffles. It Ooh. was so good. I didn't order it. Nicole ordered it, which automatically means I get some of it, which is great. <laughs> but that was hot. good. I mean, and like the staff there, like they're they're. I mean, like they have staff there. Yeah. It was cool and like the staff every time we've been there have been super nice they've been awesome I and they're it. trying they're working out i like it done with the space um it's you know nice it's sexy in there it's it's sexy yeah it's like yeah it's like moody i've only taken it's like a meeting more there. sexy yeah um you know the couches i like the couches with the dimples and shit it's if you haven't mm-hmm. been over to sons of liberty yet go check it out the menu is fun it's playful yeah. Um, it's more than. Where is that at? Where is that? It's at? where Rusty's used to be. So right next to Lacanda. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely an upgrade. Yeah. Go check it out. Oh, Lacanda's fun too. Lacanda's, Lacanda's a good time, dude. Lacanda's, Lacanda's, a, good Lacanda's time. a good happy hour. Oh, man. That's a good happy hour. Lacanda spot. fucks, and everybody knows this. Oh, man. That's <laughs> um, a good time. We have, a, we have a lot. martinis there. We have a lot of our wines there. Um, oh, is that right? Yeah, I was talking with our sales rep. Southern account. And they, it's like his pet project. Is all, all all the sparkling wines on the menu are basically our portfolio. So it's Mianetto Prosecco, uh, nice. Freshenet, Segura Viudas, um, Cava's, uh, Gloria's on there with both our, um, I believe our Royal Cuvée is oh, on man. their menu and our um, Sonoma Brut. Um, they he, That's his pet project where he puts uh, um, uh, Castello Monsanto, which is our um, uh, Chianti brand. Cool. Is on there as well. Um, I mean, these are all these are all our luxury brands mm-hmm. um, that we have on our portfolio. But they're you know these are parent parent companies. Mm-hmm. It's all one big umbrella, one big family, and mm-hmm. and that's his pet project to get all of them and test them 
test out new products there and stuff. Yeah. And that's a good happy hour. Yeah. And the and the staff there is really fun. They're really fun people. They are really fun. I've 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 only had a chance to go a couple times now, but I've enjoyed it every time. I and I'm a I'm a big I haven't sat outside yet. I'm a big bar guy. I like that. Counter. I've only uh, I take the bag. I was gonna say I've only ever I've sat inside twice, but for the most part I sit yeah. I like that patio. It's fun. No, it's awesome. And I mean actually as far as what's new and actually no, I don't want to disclose anything that's gonna happen. What's the um why? Speaking of places that I don't are, know if it's confirmed yet. That well, are now new? I feel like I wanna know. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, uh, what's the place right down right down the street here that has all the live music um, almost famous almost famous i hear i haven't been yet but i hear really good things about that place oh man tell me more the um so my father-in-law <laughs> the plays the local the local circuit he's in a band okay. he plays the local circuit and what's, his, what's his band called oh what's the name have they well, have they played there yet they did play there okay. so they played there and uh, a bunch of old dudes, um, but they rock. Uh, they rock. Yeah. They rock. And so they they play like Casa Rosco. Uh, yeah. They play our place. Um, they played um, the Del Arroyo mm-hmm. Winery there. We went and saw them there. I didn't get. To, we didn't make it to the almost famous, but he said they have a legit oh, setup. Dude. He's like their sound and lighting and st- he's like. He's like, it's the most professional of any of these little venues that he's been yeah. to, that Facts. he's played at. So. so Almost Famous is a Darcy Kent. Um, See, I didn't even system. know that. Yeah. So I just plugged you guys. You're welcome. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> I'll take my, yeah. I'll so, take my uh, cut uh, after. <laughs> right here on Vasco. But I mean, it, it just, I mean, you know, it, we talk a lot about who we are, what we are. Almost Famous is over here on Vasco Row off East and Vasco, um, research included right in front of the labs here. And we've got a corridor of seven, eight different wineries, a distillery, a brewery, a couple of breweries, um, and now a music venue. Um, wine Lounge by day, music venue by night, Almost Famous. And everything that Brad just said, yeah, it's a, it is a proper music venue. And we're still trying to figure out what we want to be when we grow up. Um, but the skeletons and the bones are there. We'll always um, be figuring that out. And you'll always be figuring that out. Yeah. So, But it's great to hear musicians. Uh, they leave there and like the word is going out. Like they're telling their friends and they're telling their, you know, father, you know, their son-in-laws and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, I am I got this through the grapevine just through my father-in-law. Another shout out you to know? TG. So um, come check us out. Music Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, and that leads me to a business I want to shout out as far as what's happening, what to look forward to. And that's don't be shellfish, bro. Um, my buddy Daniel and I and just range life, range life, sabios of the world. It's funny how shit happens. I uh, grew up with this guy. We were neighbors pretty much um, 15, 15, you know, 15 years together. Um, you get older. He was a few years older than me. Disappear for 15, 20 years and be adults and go to college and shit. I moved to Livermore, and one day I, I'm sitting at the bar at Range Life by myself having a drink and something nice, I'm sure. Um, look over to my left, and who is it? It's my buddy Dan, Daniel Johnson, um, who I haven't seen in, in, in over a decade, who just moved to Livermore and has things going, whoop-de-whoop. Um, and now he's here in Livermore with with us, Gang of Misfits, doing cool shit, and he's got an, it's, it's a raw bar pop-up. Um, and he pops up on Fridays at Almost Famous. He's over at Tap 25 on Sundays. Um, he has intention to have a brick and mortar here in town. Um, and most notably he's doing what we all love and sourcing from the people and the places that matter. Like he's, you know, taking, he's, he's losing his ass right now, but he's like, he's saying, it's like, it's the fucking happiest I've ever been. <laughs> I'm just like, oh man. So what is he doing? What is it? It's a raw bar pop-up. 
So, so enlighten me what a raw You know, the crab cool, 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 yeah, cool. It's all right, about yeah. an oyster and whatnot. All right, father-in-law's band's name is Urban Sky. So shout out Urban Sky. Shout out Urban Sky. That's, that's uh, a dope that's, name. That's, I like it. Their, uh, like that's that. their band name. So go see them. So, they're, they're fun. They rock. He is uh, Old dudes rock. Man, the old dudes rock. Dude, it boogies there, man. I, yeah, <laughs> it boogies there. And it's, it's picking up. I'm excited to see it in Q4 because like it's colder. It's like 34 degrees outside and like musicians don't want to play outside anymore. Yeah. So you're like, we're kind this is our first period where we are like we're like one of the only like you're the only place you're going to see music for the most part is it because it's inside and it's got everything yeah. you want so we'll see how it goes but it's popping uh but you know yeah we got lacondo over there you got sons of liberty don't be shellfish pop-up is uh mm-hmm. is brand new um is any other head rest- up swirl head swirl. up swirl i've been doing i've been doing business with michelle that i don't know if i can i don't know if i I believe Michelle, who I work with, has officially taken over Swirl. Okay. Um, and she's worked there for a while now, and she runs the wine program. But, like, she's another person who's, like, she she's trying to bring you guys really cool things mm-hmm. at the prices that you want. Um, mm-hmm. Things that you think. I mean, she, she cares about her customers, like, so much and, like, what they're looking for. So mm-hmm. hit up Swirl. She's trying cool things over there. And I'm really excited to see where that is going to well, I, hope, I really hope someone figures out that space because it's changed ownerships a few. A Not few. swirl. You're thinking about next door. Do it. That tiny. What is that one? The oh, that little. Because swirl's been around for like 14 for, years. Yeah, it was a tasting room yeah. for a little bit, like and then it was been, but something like the, else. The ownership has changed a few times though. In the same that swirl or in, in the same swirl. The one, that's the one with the little kitchen in it. Yeah. 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 So it's been the same owner. Okay. Um, for, I believe, like 14 years or oh, something shit. like that. Okay. And so Michelle has worked there, and now she has officially taken over. Okay. Um, I hope I'm okay to say that. Yeah. I was in there on uh, Wednesday, well, and so, I mean, yeah. But I mean, like, yeah. I mean, awesome. I know that the little place, man. the little store next to it has, like, switched over a few yep. times, and that one's kind of hard. And then the other one on the other side, it was, like, the tea shop for a while. Now it looks like it's a it's boutique. Yeah, it's clothing. It's apparel. Yeah. That one. So, like, really, like, Tap 25 and Swirl have been the two that have been there, like, the longest, most solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, around them, things mm-hmm. have been, like, mm-hmm. And Breed, shout out to over. Breed and um, Kristen, the new... Uh, the new, new Tap 25 is just bumping, bro. Yeah. Since the renovations and whatnot. I haven't been there yet. I'll oh, have man. to go by. Gotta make, yeah, make that happen. So it's, we dra- we dragged Savannah and Nicola out to Danville. Yeah, that was so fun. shout out to Danville. That's uh, that's my spot now. Because you come from Danville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. we dra- we went over to- I've always to... been hot for Danville, though. People have given me a hard time for it, but I've always liked Danville. <laughs> we hit the bar, we hit the bar at Revel. Uh, and then we yep. went over to the Vine. Another one of my accounts. Another one of my accounts. And uh, it was, it was me, like Savannah, Nicoa, and a friend Jocelyn. Jocelyn. Uh, and so we oh, went. Jocelyn. We we went. Look, I told you about her. Jocelyn's dope. Yeah, we we yeah. went. We went and sat down at the Vine, and we looked at the by the glass menu, and Savannah was pissed. And I wasn't so pissed. She, said, she said, "None of these wines will do for me." That <laughs> sounds like Savannah. And so she went into the back, into the, where the bottles were, and was. <laughs> she said, "I need to find something better." And so she went back there and she grabbed a bottle. Do you have this cold? And we drank Chablis, and it was fantastic. Oh. And we ate, we had like three cheese boards and it was great you know what i'm gonna say i'm tired of men traumatizing everything i do you know what am i wrong that you were not like you were happy with the by the glass but list. was it like that no it was just no. like eh. i was like i don't really want any of these i was like i wonder if we can grab anything was over def- there that was and definitely I traumatized over there. <laughs> but, and but it, what ended up happening is that our server he's an importer himself and so i was just like hey like what do you recommend that like we told him what, what we were looking for we're like white burgundy sounds like cool and he was and we got 
about to try one of the wines that he himself yeah. imported. And it, it was, was cool. good. It was, it, good. Was, it was a good Chablis. Yeah. You guys should definitely have Jocelyn on here, though. Talk about wine competitions. I've asked Jocelyn, and the hard thing is, is we do Monday. We'll have to do like a special weekend edition for yeah. her because she can't make Mondays. And that I tried to me. get her. Yeah, yeah, wine competition would be, that would be cool to just learn about. Well, this just week was busy for out. her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This week was busy for her. Um, so you got me instead. Yeah, no, we'll take it. That's cool. Jocelyn, cool. I want to <laughs> we'll see her. I like. I'm. We'll I'm fully in love with Jocelyn. So, like, after you introduced us, like, I we hit it off really well. And then, so that following Friday, the next Friday was Whiskey Fest, and then we ended up like going. And it was kind of oh, a last fun. minute thing of like whether we oh, weren't sure whether we we're going to be able to go because um, we just like weren't sure what the ticket situation. We were able to go, um, and it's it's at the Marriott in the city, but it's beneath. It's the it's the. Ooh. Speakeasy basement style. Yeah, no, it's go. just like the basement. I mean, speakeasy basement. But what that meant is nobody had service, and so Sick. like I'm oh, like trying fun. to find Goss. So I'm trying to find Jocelyn, and I can't find her because her and I can't. Because like it's so many people at Whiskey Fest, oh, yeah. and like you can't see. So like we're trying to find each other. And, like I was like just like a like sick little puppy looking for Jocelyn. Oh, like funny. it was. Oh, I like went up like the escalators to see if I can like get service. So because I can get her text message coming in but i couldn't send one to her and i was trying really hard and i told my friends who were with us i was like we need to find jocelyn and they were like we've literally never met her before so like i described <laughs> her i was so happy because i ended up finding her at the end and i was like oh i was so excited and i was telling her how sad i was that like <laughs> none of my messages were going through and uh, it was great i love kind her of the fun in those tastings though is like when you lose service you're like you know what fuck it i'm just here not when you're looking for jocelyn and whatever ha whatever <laughs> happens next happens it's off the Whiskey Fest was dope though. Tasting. Lots yeah, of Japanese cool. whiskeys were there that you were just was hitting. Either the week before or the Friday after Whiskey Fest, Skernick had a champagne <gasps> tasting. So funny. At I... Fort Mason. Oh. oh, I love Fort Mason. And I and I get shit for that too, but I yeah. love Fort Mason. And I wanted to go to that so bad. Skernick, I actually was it this year or last year, but they won like Portfolio of the Year, I think, or something like that. Something Imported. we share. We share some stuff with Skernick. Skernick. So like we'll have items here. Mm -hmm. That they don't have. It's it's funny. I like ran into the rep who like does like Skernick, and he was just like, "Oh, we're enemies." I'm like, "We are." <laughs> I was just like, "This is news to me." Yeah, I was just I like, like what you do. Oh, yeah, I was like, "Friend, like you're a friend do. of mine." <laughs> okay. Well, hey, we're let's ramp it up, guys. I think we're 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 well into this, dude. We're uh, ready for. We got we got blind taste. Yeah, we're yeah. half a bottle of we're this. Uh, you know, this thick Gloria down and the. We're gonna let's do it. Let's do it. So we've got uh, we got we got wine tasting today, guys. Um, Are I we going on a clock? Uh, nah, fuck it. Let's not clock nah, it. Cool. Jeremy and I are I like so that rusty yeah. that if we clock like it, better. you're gonna get a bad experience. We won't go on a clock. Keep you guys moving, but though. Keep I'll us keep moving. You moving. There you go. That's yeah. Keep us moving. Um, so I don't we want got to get hung up on anything. It's not worth today. it. Um, three whites, three reds. Mm, we have two glasses in front of us, so we'll probably have to. We'll just start with two, and then we'll go to the... Yeah, yeah. that's... Yep. We'll just Let's not cook through it. We'll let one sit in the time. glass for a little bit, and then... Drink this later. Right? Uh, there's more in the bottle, Savannah. No, but I just don't want to pour that out. This is good. Here's the thing. I'm not, like... I'm a person... People are always the weirdest things. People are like, I just don't want to pour out, like, the wine. I'm like, you tasted it. Like, you did the thing that you were supposed yeah. to do. Like, like you don't want to get fucked up. Like, pour it out. Like, it's really no big deal. It's fine. Mm -hmm. And half the time, I'm, like, very much so, like, oh, I'm going to pour this out, but I really like that, so I don't want to pour it out. Well, yeah. Well, so while we're setting this up, I'm just going to, you know, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for background music, so don't mind me. But we're just going to, uh, we're just going to, we're, we're going to ride into it. So, as All Brad's right. setting us up, guys, remember, as you're blind tasting with one. us. Give me, give me your number one. This is going to be wine number one. Should we do the sparkling? 
Or? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. Do you want to do a little rinse in it first? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just do a little rinse out. So make sure you polish rinse your glass dump. where y'all. Rinse and dump. Make sure you spit your gum out. If you brush your teeth, just use the bristles. No toothpaste <laughs> Don't needed. Coffee beforehand, like I did. <laughs> Put yourself. Brush in your teeth the night before. Yeah. And then you could just do the bristles uh, morning of. Put yourself Hopefully in an environment where you can focus. Chilled, but not too cold. That's exactly. what I was going for. We call what we call that. Uh, I like it. Cell, cellar temp. Yep. Three o'clock in the morning. All right, yeah. let's get wine number two so it can start breathing a little bit too. Okay. So, um, you know, business as usual here, um, but we've normally, when we've blind tasted, we've gone off the wines that um, are testable within, you know, the, the first and second level sommelier, quartermaster sommelier um, standards. This We opened it up a little bit, and this is actually going to be, um, everything is eligible within advanced level, level three um, bandwidth standards. Yeah, so if you're curious variety. what those are, you can go on to uh, the Quartermaster Sommelier, and you'll be able to find a PDF for the advanced blind tasting tests for the white wines and mm. for the red wines. Um, those will be available. I think I already I'm not going to be able to focus up. with this like fun, jazzy music. Huh? <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to be able to focus with that. I know, I was, I was, I was same here. I was ready to boogie, so I had to turn this back. This is just a little, uh, little something for the listeners to listen to. Um, so we have two wines in front of us to start, um, and we're going to do some blind tasting. So yeah, let her rip. Let her rip. Let wine her rip. Wine number one. Um, let go- me know what you guys are seeing. Wine number one. Yeah. Gold. Gold. Gold member. Gold. So, I mean, it's definitely gold, right? Um, it's beautiful. Do I got sediment in here? Yeah. Mm. I have like one teeny tiny sediment. Of what? We don't know. Oh, that second one smells <laughs> good, but like. Yeah, here we go. So wine number one definitely is more gold than than wine number two. Wine number um, two's got a pretty silvery. Do I already get a hair in my wine? Damn it. Terroir, terroir. It's from the okay, winemaker. If I gag on here, it's not my fault. Yeah, we've made worse sounds on here. Sorry. Sorry one about more that time listener. for the people. <laughs> Sorry about that, listener. I won't do that again. Just thought of something that I'm not going to say. Let's see. All right, what do we got on the nose? So the nose for me, wine, grapey is uh, is yeah is grapey. Um, I think most importantly is the color to me is um, is showing signs of age, um, more in the realm of like oxidation than it is just like flat out like vin- like it's, I don't think it's like a 2012 right. Like I think this is a I think oxidation might be. Something this something this varietal just does. There's something briny about this to me. In the in wine number one. Yeah, like on the back end, so like give it like a really good swirl, and then like there's something kind of briny about it. And remember, guys, whatever when you're do, you're telling yourself what it can't be as much as sometimes you want. Yeah, let's let's do that. What what is it not? I can't tell for now. What is it not? Well, I I take that back. I'm going to tell you that this isn't Riesling. This isn't Chenin Blanc. This isn't... um, Pinot Gris. This is an an Albarino in my eyes. I won't take, personally, I won't I'm not taking Albarino off. I would... This is is what I'm, like, feeling comfortable taking off. Riesling, Torrantes, um, Chenin Blanc, uh, Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. So I'm... Uh, Actually, I'm not taking Sauvignon Blanc off yet. I would say I'm taking New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc off. Okay. I'm gonna um I'm gonna take all those off as well. I'm keeping Chenin Blanc in play. Okay. Keep in mind though, what's a testable Chenin Blanc? There's a few. Sauvignon Vouvray. 
Mm -hmm. You think I'm, that this is still nose wise? That I, I'm not ready to talk. Okay, I'm not ready to. Just, well, that's why, like, don't dive in. I'm just, but it's not okay. those ones. It's not Riesling. It's not those highly aromatic varietals. Mm -hmm. um, so we're off to a start. Like I said, the nose is oxidative. I get a little bit of that nuttiness. Um, I get like, like a ripe fruit, but like that has, like, yeah, you said bruised. Bruised pear. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, bruised pear. Do we think this is new world, old world? My initial. Can't tell yet. I can't tell yet. If I had to lean, if I had to lean, I'd be leaning into old world. Okay. I'm, I'm investigating this as old world right now. Okay. Um, Do we think it is. Continental or coastal or Mediterranean? Where are we on that? I don't think it's. Oh, there's um, oak on if here. I had to take, I don't think it's coastal. I'll take that out for now. I'd say a little more continental or, or Mediterranean. Hair. It's always easier I mean, as you're listening, guys. It's always easier to taste to blind taste wines with with just with two wines, two or three wines, having some contrast. Um, kind of kind of levels you out if you don't have a second wine available you can always just like have coffee beans or dig your nose into your into your arm yeah, there get a re hit the reset button because you can kind of yeah this one is this number wine number two is going to be a oh all right that one's going to make us work a little bit what is that there's a little bit of uh what is what do you call that so2 um there's a little reduction in it that needs to uh i'm not even on wine too yet no, I'm just smelling it. I'm just, I was just kind of resetting the nose here. Wine number one, though, I like it. I do like it, though. All right, here we go. Let's give it a taste. Would you say this is number one? Uh, there's, I'm getting things. This is in the realm of a non-aromatic varietal. If like if if the, if the first things we get rid of are Toronto Sauvignon Blanc and Riesling, like yeah. this is not a yeah aromatic. Um, this is high acid. Ah, this is medium plus. Medium plus acid. Um, so medium plus acid, what does that tell you? Depends on the body. Um, um, it gives a sense of place. Um, I still don't believe it's coastal. You'll but believe I, something colder. You yeah, want to go somewhere warmer. Climate, mm -hmm. So, yeah. This, to me, is screaming more old world than it is new world at this mm -hmm. point. I'm trying to determine the ocean body. Acid! Acid! Woo! Yeah, baby! I got... This is high, this is high acid wine. Yeah, I feel good about what this is, I think. Did you get uh, Scotia residual sugar? Skosh. I mean, you need it, right? I mean, it's so acidic. Yeah. So, this But is not enough that it would bring the body up to, like, this is a big-bodied wine. You know what I mean? Like, But it's also not, like, an alcoholic, wildly alcoholic. So maybe which there's a little more Which also is why I'm leaning there. more towards this as an old-world wine. I'm almost, like, not almost, like, I think this is old-world. I'll just, like, I'll just live there. Yeah, I'm thinking that this could be Gruner Gewurz because this is, because this is where, so. Even as a non-aromatic, you think it's Gewurz? Yeah, I think it could still be. Okay. Um, what are a couple qualities of gourds that you that because there's such this like weird greeny brininess, like funky bitteriness that I keep getting on the nose. 
that to me, again, I'm like, I don't get that anywhere. So I'm being deductive here. I'm like, I'm not getting that in mm-hmm. any of these other things. Like, I don't get that from VO. I could get that from Toronto's. However, this is it's missing like a lot of floral yeah. for me. Yep. Um, I don't get that from like Sauvignon Blanc. That I don't get that text- from Chard. Like that texture though, do you think it's, it's super varietal unique. or do you think it's barrel? Because I, I could believe I could believe this spent time in. Neutral. Is this a little waxy to you? Yeah. Yeah. So then I want to bring. So based upon that, I'm like, I'll bring Shannon back into the mix on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. For the sake of just movement, put number one. Let's put wine number one down. Let's spend some time on two. Yeah. Let's do these two. Then we'll do a uh, reveal of the first two, and then we'll move on to the next yeah. two. And we can. Yeah, if we have to come back to wine one for a second. Yeah. We will. But you know, let's. Uh, I think we. We'll do two at a time. We'll knock out two at a time. Wine number one, I'm going to say excessively yummy. Yeah, that's a nice yummy wine. Who are you? I think I know who you are. This is, I, this one's, this one is, this one hasn't revealed itself yet. You're right, there is a little reduction in this one. Man. Just a little bit. Wines that, particularly white wines that are reductive, um, and this is just me, so if you're listening and taking notes because you like the way we do this, um, reductive white wines tend to take me to an old world place at least to start, uh, but don't. In the same vein, like, fuck me, don't use that, guys. That, like, that may not always be true. It might be a bad start, but I'm leaning kind of old world off the nose for this one. Yeah, well, that's like a, it's like a common mm-hmm. style. What are you doing in there? <laughs> You know what I get confused by sometimes though too is like um like uh white burgundy and like Chablis specifically like can throw me off when they I'm like, Oh, this is reductive. Too. I'm like, or is this just super flinty, which is also mm-hmm. something that's like common reductive. Yeah. So is this like was this an intentional style like was this intentional vinification choice or was this, well, this the great fixed French and too, and yeah. like this is a little bit of both. This one's this one's fuck. I had a lot of fun picking out these wines. Where'd you put buy it that way? So um, I bought in um, my wine fridge. Um, nice. I bought in my father-in-law's wine cellar. Nice. I nice. I bought at Bevmo and I bought at Total Wine. Okay. Brad, wow. you went everywhere. Good. Oh wow! So I had a lot of fun. Wow. I had a lot of fun digging through this list and that Savannah gave me because I got to look for wines that I wouldn't typically be searching out. Right. Um, they're not wines that I some. There's a couple of these I've never had before. Okay. Um, so just try. I mean, you know, I'm not. In the psalm biz, I'm I'm tasting mostly California stuff um, because that's what I grow and that's the business I'm in. Mm-hmm. But it's always fun tasting stuff. That's do you get like a, a like a like mind. a potpourri on this, like a white dried flower? I do, I do. Um, I get like really like fre- really fresh, but like dried <laughs> citrus. I always say like this may mean like crushed lime. That might mean no, something, nothing to you. Like something that doesn't have residual, like have a, sorry, not residual, something like a citrus that does not have sugar in it. So yeah. like and it's a little like a astringent in the finish. A little bit yeah. astringent in the finish. This one's fucking me up. I think this could really be like anything on here. <laughs> I told you it wasn't going to make it easy. Mm-mm. I'll tell you what I don't think it is. It's not coerced for me or it's not reason. I won't say it. It's not coerced for me or. Fuck. I can tell that. you that I don't. <laughs> it's not Gewurz I do not think this is Viognier. I don't. I'll take that off the board too. It's not Gewurztraminer or Viognier. So we're in the realm. It's not highly aromatic. It's not Toronto. See, I don't want to take Gewurz off because there's something that I don't understand about this. And so, like, this is the hard thing with deductive is that you're like, from mm-hmm. what I know and from what I've tried. Okay, let's start. Let's start with this. 
Old world or new world? Old world. Old world. Old world. Okay, there we go. We can take those new world wines off. Yeah. Do we think this is... I don't think this is... Coastal, no. continental, or Mediterranean? Continental. This is continental, but by a body of water. Which could lead us to Germany. Southern this could lead us to... It could be... So I think... I mean... Ooh. So, but Southern Bordeaux wouldn't be continental. That's no. still considered maritime. Bordeaux is like a maritime region. Wait, like it's funky. It's not like it's not California maritime, but it's yeah. like it gets classified under maritime. Well, then I, it's right. definitely unique. Then I would say this is more. Well, this is th- that is one of the spots. I think this, this is not New from. World Sauvignon Blanc. It's not New World Sauvignon Blanc. There's an astringency to it. I think the two varietals that I'm juggling is um, Bordeaux Sauv Blanc and Pinot Gris. Oh, I forgot to put Pinot Gris on here. How can, how can I? Because Pinot Gris is, Pinot Gris kind of has that low aromatic. If it's Pinot like, Gris, what are our, what are our testable places? That would be um, that would be Alsace. Oregon, that would be Willamette. Willamette, Northern Italy. Pull up your list. We you have it. Yeah. Right? yeah, actually, I'm looking here too. What does it say for Pinot Gris? Um, you've got you got Italy, Alto Adige, Friuli, um, Trentino, Alsace, and Willamette. I don't think this fruit. I don't think this is. Uh, Me neither. Fruity. So if if we're in so funny enough, if if we're in the realm of Pinot Gris, if it's Sauv Blanc, I think it's Old World. If it's Pinot Gris, I think this is New World. I think this might be Oregon. That place, I'm not mad at that because there is like a little bit of an astringency quality that I get. There's a richness to it. Um, There's just something on the nose that like. Whenever we reveal this wine, I'm going to be like, that's what it is, and that fucking makes sense to me now. Damn it, but I... And I'm just not getting enough citrus, dude. It's not Sauvignon Blanc. I'm ready to call it. I just got to go for it. I got to go for it. Yeah. Uh, what do you want from us, Brad? You want? I my... want you guys. I want you guys to give me... I want you guys to give me the region, varietal, and we'll go from there. Okay. And then I want you to give me a, a vintage, too, just for okay. fun. Just for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 2022. All right. <laughs> that is the year. That's the year it is <laughs> Not currently. for much longer, but that is the year <laughs> currently. <laughs> um, Sav, you want me to start with number one while you're finishing that one up? Yeah, just, let's hear it, Jamie. I just number don't one. No dog. Yeah, you do your two. I'll do my two. So I think number So Ooh, number back to number one. Weird. Yeah, number after go, after going for number two for so long, it, feel, it smells even fresher. There's something there that's it like it smells funkier. So number one, I think it was pretty obvious that both of these wines didn't jump out as apparently highly aromatic varietals. The Riesling, Sauvignon Blanc, Tarantes, Viognier's of the world. They're a little more interesting in textural complexity um, than aromatic complexity. I think number wine is highly acidic, um, and it has that scotia of residual sugar. Um, that a certain style does in the old world. Um, I think this is. I think this is Chenin Blanc. I think this is. Um, I think this is. I mean, I'll do, I think this is. I think this is Sec Vure Chenin Blanc, two thousand eighteen. I like that call. That's a respectable call. Two thousand eighteen Sec Chenin Vure. Um, and just, I mean, I'll, let me just roll into wine number two. Yeah, this go one for it. Kinda, okay. This one's kind of fucky. I didn't you're literally. On, you're on a roll. So. I literally only wrote Old World because this wine was just tripping me out. Um, 
So I, I like the uh, – I, I, I wanted it to be Sauvignon Blanc from Bordeaux. Um, I'm just not finding enough citrus to it, um, enough pyrazine to it, um, even in uh, – which is I, – I just can't make that call. Um, but it's close. It could be. Pinot Grigio is more in the realm of what I think this wine is. It's a little cleaner. It's more white wine flavored white wine with nice body. Um, but Pinot Gris that I've experienced from northern Italy are more – they're prettier. Um, Pinot Grigio's from Pinot Gris from Alsace are just sick. They're not those and this wine awesome. is good, but like it's not an Alsatian Pinot Gris. Those wines just fucking rip. Those are very austere too. Yeah, I yeah. I, and this floats in between those two things that we're talking about. Yeah, and it's plump. Um, I'm gonna say this is 2019 Willamette Valley Pinot Gris. Again, respectable call. I like those. All right, Savannah, let's hear it. My number one is just so funky for me to don't second guess yourself. Yeah, yeah, you, you, I don't. I, just so, go for it. so I think Shannon. I think Shannon's like a really great call, but I don't think that's what this is. Okay. I think that like there's just this like intense canned green bean that I get on it. Um, oh fuck! That I cannot get away from. So because of that, I have to call this a 2019 Grunewald Liner, and that can only come from Austria. Do I have a bunch of experience with those wines? Nope. So like I'm again, I'm deducing this off of like. The wines that I have had experience with and what I and, mm. you know, I called it very quickly. I'm like, I don't think this is an aromatic. I don't think this is Tarantas. I don't think this is Riesling. Um, I think there could be a potential for it to be Viognier. However, it's missing like a honeysuckle, like a specific honeysuckle for me mm. or like a white, a fresh white flower, not a dried white flower. This isn't Sauvignon Blanc because of the areas in which like it could come from. It's not Chardonnay. It leaves me with really Gewürztraminer, Gruner. Um, yeah. And Pinot Green, I don't think this Pinot Gris, so I'm going Gruner. I'm PTSD saying 2019 in Austria. Austria. Like that's, I think that's what I can't get away from. Wine number one, uh, 2019 Austrian Gruner. Yeah, that's what I'm calling. Cool. Um, wine number two, I think is a 2020. I think this is, again, there's something just like funky about it. I think that this is continental. I think Pinot Gris Willamette is a really great call. I'm going to call opposite of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say this is. Is Germany, is Germany Gewürz an option of testable? Only French side. I'll say Alsace. Oh, you said Gewürz. Oh, sorry. Gewürz, yeah. Heard, no. Um, Gewürz is, where are you, Gewürz? Alsace. Alsace. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is not Alsatian Gewürz demeanor. Um I almost wanted to say that this had like a petrol note to it. I was looking for it too. I, I it blew off. But it off doesn't. Where yeah. I wanted it to be blue. I think that was SO2. I think that was just SO2. That was just the reductiveness. Once it's opened up a little bit, that's kind of gone away. Yeah. Then you know what? I'm gonna. I mean, that can't lead me anywhere else. Then. Then. I don't feel like this. This I'm either missing something aggressively, or this can only lead me to a 2020 vintage of Pinot Gris from Willamette. Yeah. I don't mm. like I. Based on what I know, which is that your, could is that be your final answer? Yeah, that's my final answer because okay. based on what I know, that's. <laughs> All right, we're ready for the reveal. Life. Here we go, guys. Wine number one up. and two. Wine, wine number one. Um, wine number one is a. What do we got? 2019 yes, Alberino. Get the Alberino. Out of here. <laughs> I didn't forgot to write down Alberino. Um, I said there was a solidity. I said there you, was brininess. You said solidity, solidity and brininess, and I was like, yes, Savannah, you've got it. You've got it. Stick to your guns. You've got it. And then you're oh, like, it's no. definitely not Alberino. And I'm like, Oh, and it was one of, it. it was the wine that I forgot to write down on my little list. I should have yep. printed my list. Out. Um, 
Oh, I need to hit that again. Hit it again. It's oh, it's I'm good. So it's it's pretty it's pretty good. It's it's something a little different that I would not have bought. I would never go out and buy this um for myself, but it's very good and it was a very affordable no, no. bottle. Guys, this gets worse. Do you want me to tell you why this gets worse? Cuz you... This is my fucking wine. <laughs> this is the oh, wine no. I sell. This oh, gets worse. No. no. I thought I felt so good about oh, that Chenin no. Blanc call, dude. That's Alberino. There is definitely some saltiness, some salinity, some brininess there that I think was the I think give that up. was the giveaway give on it. Um give up on my life. I I I think it's it, that was a tough one though. That's a really tough one. Because <laughs> it's a, such a neutral wine. The acid, I think the acid and the saltiness were the Do we have another two white Damn. wines? We got one more white wine after this. Damn. One more white wine. Yeah. Okay. So, I felt so good about that. Are we right? ready for wine number two? Yeah. Wine number two, you guys were a lot closer. Damn it. You guys were on on the fence about it. You were right there. Um, you got the varietal. Okay. It is it is Pinot Grigio. Um it's, it's Pinot Grigio? Pinot Grigio. Sorry, Northern Friuli. Italy. Friuli. Friuli. People said this is not Friuli. 2017 Friuli. <laughs> it was Pinot Grigio, which is good. You got that. So congratulations on that. But Damn it. 2017 Damn it. Pinot Grigio. Friuli. And 17, that's holding up nice. Yeah. Yeah, I said 2020. So it's... um. That's fun. It is Pinot Grigio, though. You got the varietal. So that's half the battle right there. That one was... That I'm, was a tough one. I would say said again at the end of this because that was uh, hidden under a bit of reduction, which is just makes it a little tough. But like 2017, I, I, I guess I, maybe I should have anticipated maybe a bit older of a vintage. Um, I don't know. But well, all right, we're off to a good start. Okay. Oh, you think that's a good? I don't know. I don't know. All right, wine number three. Wine number three. Get I'm gonna pour three and four because why not? Why not? I'm gonna give you a little splash. You can do a little rinse. Okay, I have the list up now. I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna no try and be around, a cool no more kid. Around. No more cool kid off of memory because that fucked me up. Yeah, bro. We're going. I'm pulling my list up. Okay, wine number three. Here we go. Hello, gold. What did you guys think it was? Uh, what did you think it was, Paul? I know Paul's listening. What did it sound like to you? Will Fraser Howard Chardonnay? Maybe, maybe, maybe some scribe Riesling. Jeremy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no worries. I just didn't want to like get out of my chair. Oh wow, look at that one. I'll probably give you way too much on that. So. Woo. And then I'm, I'm gonna pour, I'm gonna pour the fourth wine as well, just to get it in the glass and let it breathe. Yeah, yeah. So let's just do a little splash to start. Ah, spilling everywhere. Mm. My bad. Oh, we've got. Uh, That's what papers for? We got. Oh, yeah, we got. Serviette. We got things to clean that up with. Okay, so uh, we're going to get back after it. Ooh, that smells good. This does smell like things. <laughs> Some would say. This smells like things. More grapiness. Yeah. Is this Jeremy's glass? I think so. That's me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that my... Uh, yeah, you need a... Me rinse there? Yes. Yeah, get yourself a rinse. Nice. Nice. Let me know if you need more. But we'll let that breathe for a second while we okay. hit wine number three. All right, so we're still on uh, white wines, folks. We're on our last white wine. Hello, Oak. This one has things in it. This one has things in it. So whereas I thought the previous two were a little more in the realm of non-aromatic, there, there is there are things to talk about on the nose here. Um, the color is richer. Um, well, these would all be Oak's examples. Interesting. You know what I hate about oak? 
It hides everything. It hides everything. <laughs> yep. All right. Which I'm sure that's what like winemakers appreciate about oak. Yeah. So, you know, being that it's all right. So, I mean, it's remember oak. when we said like wine number one was gold? This is this gold. Is gold. This is gold. <laughs> wine number one was white gold. This is fucking. So, without even tasting it, just the, like we can, there's oak in this. So, like, it's not Gruner, it's not Riesling, it's not um, Albarino, um, it's not Chablis, at least. Um, it's not Sauvignon Blanc, um, which leaves us with things like Viognier, Tarantes. Um, Chardonnay, uh, Pinot Gris yeah. in some regard. Um, Gewurztraminer, I'm not ready to take it off the board. Chenin Blanc. Um, so we got some options here. We got some options here. It's popcorn-y. That's that diacetyl, diacetyl I think? Mm-hmm. Yep. So this, which means that it would have went through mallow, which, 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 leads, which leads you down a path. But... Oh man, reductive. You get that too in the back end. Yeah, Redu- yeah, reductive. But and, just slightly. And popcorn. Not aggressive. It smells like a Black Adam movie premiere. Black Adam. Yeah, that's what the movie that's what was it's called. called. Did right? you watch the it? Rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah did yeah, you watch it? Not yet. Oh. <laughs> not yet. It's only like from personal experience. I wasn't sure. Yeah, the only thing that's missing is like a kid, like a kid crunching in the background. I could do that. So we got chips. We got chips. No, don't worry. I got props uh, team chips. Thank you. I got I got Jamon. Now it smells like, now it feels like the movie theater, baby. Okay, okay. Fuck, let's talk about it. A lot of stone fruit. Stone fruit driven. It's not quite tropical. Like peach. Uh, I disagree with you. You don't think this is tropical? Not quite tropical. I think it's more stone fruit. As far as the... This screams white lady in Hawaii to me. Damn. So when you got so, is that, is that not I the hear most the, accurate. I hear the descriptor. I hear the descriptor tropical a lot. What does tropical mean to you guys? Because tropical is so not specific for me. Yeah, okay. we're talking pineapple, guava. Okay, but those are two very different smells: pineapple and guava. So, yeah. So like, we're talking about general. So like, okay. stone fruit is general too. Sure, right? sure, sure. Peach, yeah. apricot, all I that think, stuff. So for me, what it does is it cherries a stone plum, fruit, but plums are also a stone fruit. Yeah. yeah. So like, again, you're saying just like it's again, you're going from general, and you just like slowly work your way. Well, and yeah. I think for me, it it introduces perceptive ripeness, mm-hmm. the, the fruit condition. So when this pick was picked, was it was it tart, ripe, underripe, overripe, stewed, baked? Oh, this um, was ripe to overripe. To me, it kind of start. It begins that conversation, um, which helps me dial in sense of place. So, so are we thinking? Are we leaning old world or new world? Hmm. New. If I have to just go off of like my instinct I'm not ready. right now, actually, I wouldn't start there. Fuck. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Let me just, I gotta, I gotta taste this thing. I've been, I gotta get in your mouth. Let's go. Ooh. Do I have something else in my mouth or is this just No, so it's not it's not it's not Gewurz, it's not Pinot Gris, it's definitely not Sauvignon Blanc. Um for me it's between Viognier and Chardonnay. And Viognier is tricky because they'll put that shit through malolactic conversion and put it in French oak. 
What are the options for Viognier? Um, McCann family. <laughs> <laughs> what are the testable options? I know. For uh, no, so it wouldn't be. So if this is Viognier, it would not be. It would be. New. Oh, no, just kidding. They're saying California Viognier can be oaked and unoaked mm. styles. Uh, I don't think it's contrary you, though. It would have to be New World Viognier. Yeah, if it like this is not contrary you. Yeah. And if it were Old World Chardonnay, I, just, I mean, I got to check out the alcohol again. Here's the thing. This is missing like a certain body characteristic for me for Viognier. Can I tell you exactly what that body characteristic Viognier is? Viognier gives Not me like an oiliness. Yeah. There's and- like an oiliness or like a... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess, I guess I can't think of any better word, but it's like almost like a oily body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's got an oily residual finish. And this is too watery for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I don't disagree. You just, I think it's important to hear us talk about it and weigh the options. So the more we talk about it, the more I taste it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's Viognier as much the as it. The oak is hiding the acid on this that you get. Like Jeez. for me, I like I'm. It's still going acid wise. Mm-hmm. I find. Wow, it depends where it's coming from. I find Chard lot I, more consistently. I find Chardonnays of like if we're between Viognier, New World Viognier, and, and New World Chardonnay. I feel like I, I find acid. Chardonnays tend to be a little more, the acid tends to be a little more pronounced. Than this is what you're saying? Because the Viognier has a little more texture. Oh, yeah, in comparison, yeah. This could this could very well be, um, you know what this actually reminds me of? This reminds me of one of the wines that um, I carry, and this can, it reminds me of um, a Russian River or like Fort Ross Seaview, um, like Chardonnay. That's what I was thinking, too. I think this is Coastal Sonoma. Yeah. I like That's what, because, like, because it has the oak that people want from, like, their California shards. But, like, there's an acid here. Like, the body is so different than, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like. Well, let's just call it. This is. So, yeah, so, I think this is Sonoma Chardonnay. 2000, 2000, 2019 Sonoma Coast Chardonnay. I like that call. Final answer. I agree with that call. I'm not going to overthink it. Second final answer, Viognier. Listen, <laughs> I've already fucked up my day right now. Yeah, McCann Family Sellers. All right. Fair I enough? think <laughs> I would even go like, this reminds me of, again, it reminds me of one of the wines that I carry. This reminds me of um, Raimi and Fela and mm-hmm. some of those examples. Um, Fantastic Chardonnays, by the way. Yeah, yeah but yeah. like, that's what this reminds me of. Yeah. Like, to me, I'm like, oh, did I just, like, open, like, my Raimi shard for, like, my Russian River Raimi shard to, like, pour for a customer? Yeah. That's nice. Let's do it. Ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. 2020. Kistler. Oh, Sonoma you Valley. Kistler? <laughs> oh, lucky us. <laughs> Sonoma, lucky us. Sonoma Valley. This is the uh, Stone Flat Vineyard. Stone Flat yeah. Vineyard, Sonoma Valley. So, a little bit warmer. Oh, little not, bit quite, not quite Russian River. Not quite mm-hmm. Fort Ross Seaview, Sonoma yeah. Coast. But definitely their style is a little bit more acid driven. Yeah. Um, this is very similar to Raimi. Very similar. Yeah. I would yeah, say. You were, I'd say you guys so were wine spot bow, on with this. So Winebow and Chambers, we have like a lot of wines that are like complementary to each other. And like this is, so like when I say like Raimi, see that this, for, is like sick, this is like Winebow. This is a, I mean, these are all nice wines, but that's that nice Chardonnay here drinking yeah. on the podcast team. That's straight from my allocation, so. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to bring something fun that's yes. a little different. I literally, that damn it. Shout out to Lisa. All right. All right. Well, hey, one out of, one and a half out of three. I like it. One and a half out of three. Yeah, you guys know you guys nailed, I think you guys nailed that one. That was awesome. Good job. And then I'm going to pour the next one, too. So let's okay. dump this one out. Yep. Because I'm, I'm, I'm afraid these haven't breathed enough. So I opened them, I opened them last night, but. Okay. Actually, one while you're. Or in that. I'm gonna be back. I need to dump my spitter. There you go. 
Here, mind, you want to pour that in mine? Yeah. And, or, yeah, or just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Get your rinse. Rinse and repeat. Oh, wow, look at that. <laughs> Some things just smell like where they come from. And that's nice. That's nice. Well, that Kistler Chardonnay, though, that's, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna, everything I've had from them are just... I'm going to fill up my water bottle with some of that. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's nice. All right, so this is now wine number two for me. Wine number you know sad? four. I'm blame my four. poor wine tasting today um, because Rory, Rory's not here. That's what oh, I'm Rory. off because Rory's not here. Shout out to Rory. Wow. Cutest little guy. All right, Savannah, you got your you got your rinse in there. Get your rinse. Okay, here we freaking here we freaking freak. Okay, pull up the reds. <laughs> Jeremy, we, we have right. to we have to do this more often if we're trying to if we're trying to move up. Hey, it's and like been, invite me because lagging. I'm not trying to take a test, but I like drinking wine. So. <laughs> Brad's our moderator, yeah, because you normally see it's it's very unfair too because like I use like I use you when I was like going to sit for my test and like you did like my tastings like for me, but like like who, who you got? Who you got? I don't, Brad. Brad's our guy. Brad's our guy. Brad. <laughs> yeah, I'm always I'm always down to so, taste some wine, uh, right, especially so fun stuff like this. We're jumping into our reds, guys. So. Um, I told you guys I had fun putting this together. Yeah, and these, these wines <laughs> it is have been always fun so choosing like blind tastings for people. Yeah, I mean, I and we're all over the board from like this. I think this this Albarino was like ten ten dollars or something like that. Yeah. That one fucked me up. And that, yeah, so we're all over the we're all we're gonna be all over the place. All right, so dig into that real quick. I'm gonna uh, right, um, yeah. And actually, before I head out, so um, we did white wines, red wines. They could be Cabernet Sauvignon and blends, Cab Franc, Carmenere, Corvina, Gamay, Grenache, Grenache-based blends, Malbec, Merlot, Nebbiolo, Pinot Noir, Tempranillo, Syrah, and Zinfandel, as far as listening along and trying to guess along with us. What do you think, Savannah? Right off the bat, Beaujolais? <laughs> it's Beaujolais. Beaujolais? <laughs> Beaujolais? Um, well, <laughs> this is a... Uh... Savannah and I were joking about that earlier. People, people hate Beaujolais. I, I Brad know. loves it. Brad loves it. Sman loves it. But it's funny because it just like really doesn't belong in Burgundy. Like stylistically, it just. There were some memes sent back and forth. <laughs> like it just doesn't. Like it's just like it's just like the poor thing just doesn't belong within Burgundy. It's considered part of like Burgundy by like some people, not by others. But um, it's just like, you know, by by laws, the way that they it just it's so different. <laughs> There's some great memes about out there it's kind of Look the ugly up. stepchild but we love it yeah <laughs> also what's the t day today is, it, is it is it beaujolais day no no that's, in, it's a, that's it's on the 17th no that's on the 17th i think is it the third, i think it's the week the before third, the third october the third thursday in november in november oh, jesus christ i think it's on thursdays is, is is that the third yeah i think it's on thursday um, yeah. i'm sad i don't sell any nouveau and then like i've asked people like hey like anybody Was got right? nouveau and there's like nobody's got like people are haters of nouveaus now but it's also funny haters because people are making that. their own nouveau um like here in wow um here yeah, in the u.s in the bathroom is awesome really fucking uh, I, hit a bath and body works. I hit, hit a bath and body works this week because i had like like they had the deal and like the coupon and i'm like fuck yeah i need more hand soaps and i bought like one million hand soaps. i love not wine number two uh, is my initial um remark um wine number red one or wine number four Olives. yeah this one this one's not syrah is that you 
Is that you, Sora? So I mean, let's talk with reds. I mean, let's talk about the color, right? So this is, I mean, that uh, that's ruby. It's ruby red, but with like it, you know, it's, it's ruby turning garnet. There, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's starting to fade a little bit. The color's starting to die. Um, but with that said, like even when this was fresh, like this seems like I probably was always able to see my hand through it, right? Like this isn't, it doesn't have like a really, really intense concentration. Ooh, you know what? Like I haven't had too many like Syrahs from um, Australia, so I can get fucked up on there if I'm not careful. If it were though, I mean, it would be, in my experience, there, there'd be some alcohol there. There'd be some alcohol there. Yeah. And they, it would be... Well, I told you my issues with alcohol, right? Like, I can't, I can't, like, it's one of the hardest things for me to determine. Because you sold tequila and it's for, for it's, so Yeah, long. it's for singing tequila for too long. <laughs> this is low like, alcohol when you compare like, it to tequila. Everything <laughs> <is low> <laughs> All right, so I don't think this is Cabernet Sauvignon. No, um, I don't think this is Cap Sauv. I don't think this is Cap Franc. I don't, I don't think, think this, this is Corvina. Is... I don't think this is Gamay Noir. Um, I don't think this is Malbec. Based off of what Corvina would have to be, yeah, yeah no. exactly. I don't think this is Pinot, if I didn't already say that. No. Um, I'm not sure this is Merlot, either, based upon where Merlot would have to be from. Yeah, this it's isn't Zinfandel to me. This isn't This Tempranillo. is, so the, here's the thing. Like, this is, a, like, on the nose, it's so savory. Like, this is a savory nose. It's savory, like, in blue and black fruited, darker fruited, richer. I'm not sure yet. But there's like a, a youthfulness. I think this is I think this is young wine. There's like a dried floral almost too. Yeah. I think this is young red from a from a from a warm place. What did it just nebbiolo you or what? Way more fruit than I would have expected there. Um uh no, this is not enough tannin to be nebbiolo for me. This would be like the world's lightest. Non-tannic Nebbiolo. Oh, that's nice. That's just a nice drinking wine right there. That's what that is. Not Cab Sauv. This could still be Sangiovese. You think? I think so. I mean, like, it's, these are, the ta the tannins here are, are so soft though see like this is to me like this is not nebbiolo like again like we took mm -hmm. off like a bunch of things off the bat just like based upon like sight and then things that i still kept on board this is good is what it is. this is good things that I, yeah <laughs> things that i still kept this is something on board. i would order at a restaurant if that gives you any hint. <laughs> i think this like plays with food so well like yeah. this makes me want like tapenade this makes me want like like this is making me very hungry this i think this is a good thanksgiving one yeah. so whatever it is yeah. like Pick it up for Thanksgiving, guys. Yeah, this could definitely be a great. Did you take Pinot off the board, Jeremy? For you, I took Pinot off. The I board. don't. I don't think I. I don't think I will. No. Yeah. Then don't. No. Contrast yeah. is good. Um. It's not Zinfandel. Oh, you know what? This could still be. Um. This could still. This could be Tempranillo. I think. I, so smell number two and tell me this is Tempranillo. Tell me number one. No, 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 I, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to base what I think number one is based off of number two. No, but like this. Just smell number two Fine. and then tell me number one could be Tempranillo. Okay, well, there's like a lot of dill and like coconut. <laughs> so, so that's Tempranillo. <laughs> so like, I, not that I'm set that this is Tempranillo, but like that's the Tempranillo Avenue. Yeah. That takes me down that road. So this this wine like, number this one. Looks to, like You're right. This looks like Tempranillo. So wine number one to me is in the realm that's of dill, baby. Syrah, Sangiovese. Yeah. I'll leave that in there. Merlot, honestly. 
Um, I want it to be Cab Franc. Maybe I I'm, haven't had enough Merlot because I'm not. I'm not convinced on that. But I'm not getting enough pyrazine, um, because Cab Franc could come from only one place in the advanced realm, and it's Loire Valley. So yeah, I just so I'm just I'm just gonna I don't want to think about it anymore. I'm gonna take that off. It's not Cabernet Franc. It's not Cabernet Sauvignon. It's not Carmenere because Carmenere. Do you think also... this could be GSM? Oh, don't say that. Do you think it could be CDP? Chateau Neuf du Pop. I do. It's because it's just it's so well rounded. It's got that. I do this every time, and like I need to just like clearly like try more like GSMs because every time I'm like, every time we go to blind taste, I'm like, oh shit, wait, this could be GSM, and it's just because I'm not familiar enough with it to like count it out. Well, I mean, do you get that gaminess? Do you? I mean, think about what you know about Grenache, Syrah, and Movedra. Grenache, bright fruited. I guess that's like my point is like it's so hard because those three varieties are always blended with something else. It's so hard to find a single variety. Not that like our options are single variety things. Like Syrah is probably the one where you'll find it mm-hmm. singularly. So um, I would lean more in the realm of GSM than Syrah at this point for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually, the more we talk about it, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I, I'm, I'm between Sangio, I'm between Grenache based blend, and I'm between Merlot. Yeah, I'm really stuck. I think that this. Let's talk about where it's from. Old world, new world. This is old world. This is old world for me. It's miss. It, there's just such savoriness to it. Although, however, I do try. I do tend to get more dried herbs that I'm maybe not necessarily getting right now. So, for me to confidently call Sangio, damn, it needs a few things. If you call Sangio, I'm calling Merlot. If you call Merlot, I'm calling Merlot. Just kidding. I like Merlot, but oh, what is it? There's a dry rose that I would need on this to call it Sangio. However, this does like, this is reminiscent to me of maybe. Can I have a, a scotch more, my friend? Yeah. Oh, see, but this could be Classico Reserva or Rufina. And that's where you get fucked with Sangio. Rufina, Rufina, what, Rufina, what is that? Is that when they, do they dry it out a bit? Is that a little no, more? No, no, you're thinking, um. Uh, Ripasso, and you're mm-hmm. thinking Amarone. Amarone, yeah. Um, All right, I'm definitely. That's but like, no... think about this because, like, okay, Brunello is very distinctive. I, uh, I mean, I would be, I would nice be shocked if wine. this was Brunello. Yeah, me too. It's not... I would be shocked if this was Brunello. Well, because could you convince me this is Vino Vino Noble? Like, de, like, yeah, like De Montepulciano for sure. Like, could you? Com- yeah, I could be convinced that. But again, there's some tannin structure and there's some like rose that I'm missing. But I do think that this if could it were be. Brunello, I do think this be could be Cabernet IGT. Sauvignon in this, though. No, no, that's no, Sangio. that's 100% Sangiovese. You're thinking Chianti Classico, and you're thinking Bulgari. That can be blended with Bordeaux blends, but Brunello, 100% Sangiovese. But Brunello's got some tannins. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. I don't think this is Brunello. It would absolutely shock me if it is. So, mm-hmm. like at this point, um, am I going to be 100% sad if this is like an IGT Sangiovese? Yes, but I'm taking it off the board because I can't just no like Sangio live in there. For you, huh? Good for you. Yeah. Fuck, then it's got to be, <laughs> all right, well, then it's Old World Pomerol Merlot. Is that what you're calling? That's not 2017. what I'm calling. That's not what I'm calling. And very heavy on the Merlot. That's my call. I'm going to live there, Savannah. Okay. Okay, give me a second. I think I... I'm going to call. And while you're I, doing like... that, I'm going to dive into... <laughs> I'm going to dive into number two over here. Could this be Gamay? No. It's too rich in color. Rude. <laughs> I'm just like absolutely not. Don't go down that. Don't go down that one. Don't Fucking do it. Rude. Don't go down it. It's not bright. Don't enough. be second guessing yourself. Yeah, I think this is. Uh, I think this is. 
Everything you said has not been Gamay. This is either Syrah or this is um, CDP. Oh, no, this could be Gigondas. Oh, Syrah Domina? Yeah, I think this is Gigondas. Fuck it. I'm calling Gigondas because I'm over this. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys want me to do the reveal on this one before we move on to the next one? Yeah, probably. So I think this is 20... I think this is 2017. I think this is Gigondas. 2017 Merlot. Okay. 2015. Mm. Okay. Chateauneuf de Pop. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's a great fucking wine. Yeah. It's so savory. It can't be Merlot. Merlot's not that savory. (sighs) Yeah, it wasn't Merlot. Merlot is very white. Merlot is sexy. Like, it's different. You're it's not savory. Sexy, bro? This is savory. This is like a different kind of like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, well, and I, I think the age also kind of. So many olives. It just took away the little bit of the, the aromatics and the fruitiness. It's yeah. not old. I wouldn't say it's old, no, but a seven, seven year old wine is not as bright as maybe you would be expecting. Drink this for Thanksgiving. CDP. Yeah. This is a nice wine. So, uh, Yeah. So I, I want, I get, yeah, this is, I, I kind of made it, yeah. I thought it was Merlot, I did, but I was. You wanted Savannah it to be Merlot too times bad. And I was like, you're there. Shots enough you're for there, pop, I times. I was like, go with your gut. <laughs> I love CDB. Yeah. That's good stuff. Awesome. Love just, CDB. It's I mean, look at the, the build was this of a, it. Did, did we shop this from father-in-law's this was, house? This was BevMo. Way to go, BevMo. BevMo, killing it. Way to go. And not outrageous either. Not outrageous. Damn, get this, Jeremy. 67% Grenache, 22 Syrah, 5 more Ben. It's a nice wine. It makes and it makes perfect sense. <laughs> Love this. Wait, you know I mean? and six percent all others, meaning the other thirteen it's varieties. A, it said, that can I read be the back too. It France. said it literally said they have all of the varietals. Yeah. All of the varietals. And I think there's like twelve or something like there's, that. There's thirteen that's permissible. Well, there you go. In thirteen. Yeah. Now, yeah. That we, now that we know what it is, I mean, like you know, if it's olives, it's so olives. It's also a very well-rounded mouthfeel. Yeah. That in it's my experience beautiful. is more commonly achieved with. Blending varietals, yeah, because you know I could, I, I would agree with that, and so I think that th- you nailed it. Cheers, yay! Cheers, cheers, cheers. All right, all right, all right. Let's. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna drink this. Drink it, and then um, we're gonna do a rinse, and I'm gonna get wine number red wine number three. That the Kissler and that are uh, wines of the day so far, along with the Brut, Brut Rosé. Um, I'll, I'll, pro- I'll probably Look, say that for all. We don't have to do the next wine. Jeremy and I are pretty confident that no, this is. <laughs> we're gonna get got, bro. Okay, fine. Oh we're, fuck it, I'll get got. I don't care. We're gonna get got. <laughs> you know the Marshawn like interviewers like sometimes the day's gonna get got you, <laughs> but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get got the, the days day more than it's gonna get got me. <laughs> I'm like, why does that make so much fucking sense? I'm like, he's fucking makes right. Makes all the sense and none of the sense. Yeah. At the same I time. was like, he's fucking right. I'm gonna get the Legendary. day. Legendary. <laughs> I fucking love him. Okay, so um, wine number five, aka red wine number two. We've got red wine number three in the glass as well. We're gonna round this out for you guys. Um, wine number. What, red wine number two. I'm uh, I'm in, I'm in that this old is world. This twenty fifteen. Yeah, the wines say. have actually. So uh, that's that's my favorite part of this tasting is that the wines have all been older than I thought they were, which is like these are these are great fucking wines, well preserved, just like you know, well stored. That's 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 what. Except I'm for talking. the Kistler was a twenty twenty. That's the only that's right. the only one that's within this. Uh, it lived through the pandemic, bro. So give it's it a, a pandemic give, wine. It's a pandemic wine. Give it a bit more. And it lived through the smoke too, which is great. That's why I was worried to call it a 2020. And that's why I yeah. did 2019 because I was like, a 2020 could have some. Because that area to it that. was 
Sonoma Valley was burning in 2020. So the fact that um, they were able to do the fact that, that well, they must have gotten off the vine, which early. is also why I called more coastal because they were saved from the smoke a little I, bit. more. I would guess that they picked this a little bit earlier than they normally would have. Good for them. That would be my guess. Mm-hmm. All right. This has got some red wine number two. Too. What are we thinking? Savannah said 2015 already. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay away from that. <laughs> I'm gonna she stay she away called from... the year already. She called the vintage. Um, I definitely think it's old world. I'm just going to like, yeah. I'm, I'm confident in that. Yeah. So the color on this is. You can um, even convince me 2014 on this. Yeah, it, it, it is. Well, it's it's got like sediment in the bottle. Ruby, right? Yeah, it was beautiful. The, you know, the edges are starting to, you know, garnet out a bit, brick out a bit. Um, wow. It's so, I mean, it's not Zinfandel. It's not Sangiovese. It's not Cabernet Sauvignon. It's not Syrah. It's not Cab Franc. It's not Corvina. It's not Pinot Noir. It's not Nebbiolo. So, I mean, it's not Gamay. It's not Grenache. Um, let's just let's just talk about what, what why, I think. Why is it not Nebbiolo? Yeah, I'm not pulling that off. That's just Jeremy. This has got ripping tannins, bro. Did you taste it yet? Okay, no. <laughs> I was going to say Nebbiolo. Don't say that. Okay. You're going to take it back. I think this oh, could be well, Nebbiolo. You know, okay, so we're, I think this uh, could yeah, be yeah. Sangiovese. I think this could be Tempranillo, which I always confuse Nebbiolo, Sangiovese, and Tempranillo together. Always, like Rioja. I really? always get them fucking confused. And like they're not that similar, so it's always really embarrassing when I confuse them. I know. It's always easier to... Taste Italians with an Italian in the room. Okay, so all right, all right, all right I take that back because Nebbiolo actually tends to brick out like this too. So all right, so we're we're a sense of place. We're talking about the same place right now. This isn't Cab Sauv. This isn't Cab Spain. This isn't Carmenere. This isn't Gamay. So the nose is like really rich, like dried kind of fruit. You know what I'm saying? Like fruit leather kind of shit. It's what is, savory, what does that tell you? too. Um, if you're saying dried leather, you're talking real hot, baby. I, I I like where we're at in this old world conversation somewhere between Spain and Italy. Yeah. Um, warmer warmer climate. I haven't tasted it yet, and the texture will have a lot to do with what this could be. I, I think you should taste it. Here's my thing, though. This is Nebbiolo. Is this Barolo Barbaresca? Barbaresco to me? I don't know. I just tried some Barolos, <laughs> and I was and not I don't feel like this is it. Not Tempranillo. Okay, so now we're just trying to figure out what kind of Nebbiolo this is. <laughs> Went from it's absolutely not Nebbiolo <laughs> to what kind of Nebbiolo is this? And I'm not saying it is Nebbiolo or it isn't. But yeah. So oh, there was a time where I knew more about. Uh, Barbaro- Bar- Barbaresco versus Barolo, but I'm gonna s- mm. and not being able to recognize those things. I'm just gonna say this is Barbaresco because it's the more affordable option. But he did pull it from sellers, so maybe they just dude. Ali's dad, and we taste a Kistler today too. Here. So I'm actually gonna take that back. But it's got that. I mean, it smells Italian, right? It's got that savory kind of clay pot dust. Um, Oh, here's the thing. Rioja is not, our only, is not our only option. Riviera del uh, Duero is also an option. Okay. I uh, I still think this is Italian, though. Yeah. Because those those temps tend to have... So our only options are San Giovese or Nebbiolo, if we think this is Italian. Mm. And... 
These tannins are ripping. Yeah. And like, there's yeah. things about the palate that makes me want it. Like, this is a little bit more savory. This is a little bit more tomato-y. This is a bit more olive. Not that those don't exist in Nebbiolo, but that makes me want to say this is Sangiovese. However, those tannins are so ripping that I'm like, this is this is Nebbiolo. But then I'm thinking about, again, it's not a... I don't have the privilege of drinking Barolo Barbaresco that often, but I did try some um, on Thursday. I was pouring a lineup of them, and this does not feel like the ones that I had. So it's hard because I can only go based off of that, but they were also not this old. So That's nice. I'm going to say this is 2015. Yeah, 2015. Barolo. I mean, it's got to be. Gattinara. Not that I've ever had any. Um, this is mountain fruit, bro. Like, this is... Yeah. I almost like there's a... Oh, fuck. Wait, hold on. Let me throw something out to you. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to throw us off. Is this Valpolicella? No. Smell it. No, 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 no. There's no, no. not a lot of residual. There's, like, really no residual sugar. So part of me is, like, it's not Amarone, but it could be Valpolicella. Because Valpolicella is dry. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, don't do that to me. Isn't there like a raisiny quality about this, or am I, or am I imparting like, my own thoughts on it? I, I want you to be imparting your own thing because I'm so set on this being Barolo. I'm, I'm so on, sorry. Bro. I'm so sorry. You can't sorry. change my mind. 2015 Barolo Nebbiolo. Wine number fucking six. That's a trip. What's going on in there? Look at this rich bitch. Look at the stain. Is Valpolicella this tannic, though? I've only ever had one. Barbara. I've only had one Amarone as well. Amar it's not. And it's not Amarone because Amarone would have to be. Um, mm -hmm. it By the way, be I love style. doing this because I just love watching you guys squirm. Oh, fuck <laughs> <that>. <laughs> this is bullshit. It's dry to off dry, too. You're like, that's not fair. That's what I'm saying. No, it's, it's, it's Barolo. It's, it's fucking Barolo. Just go with your guts. Stick it's, with your guns. Fine. Nebbiolo. Uh, this is fine. 2015. This is... I like the 2015 call. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say Barbaresco because you, you said Barolo. I'm going to say Barbaresco. So we're both right. You guys want the yeah. reveal? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, While we're in the wine, yeah. too. Barola. Okay. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> 2006. Get the fuck. Brunello. No way. That's an awesome wine. Are you kidding me? This one was pulled from deep in Ali's dad's cellar in the corner, that the forgotten corner. Does he know you took that? No. Yes. <laughs> but oh, it was in the corner. It was in the man. corner with all because he's a cab drinker. He's a Napa cab drinker. Like hit 95% of his seller is Napa cabs. Then he's got the corner of stuff that's gifted to him that he's never gonna drink. And this has been sitting in there for probably 10 years. Bro, this is 2006. Dude, I have to call in sick. We need to finish the rest of this bottle today. What a treat. So Brunello de Montalacino. You uh, how to pronounce this? You Celeria? I get Uchi. I'm trying to be Italian right now, but I'm two just, C's with beach. Your Uchi. guess is as good as mine. Uchileria. This is a notable fucking bottle here that I should be able to pronounce, but like, what a treat. 2006. We are so. That's just Italian wines and how and why they age the way they do. Just the. the I they can't transform. They transform. How much body it still has at at that age. I mean, could you what is that? 16 years? That's. Phew. Do you imagine trying to drink that in 2015? Thank if God. that was a 2015, this we would be our mouths would be melting right now. But that's a. I mean, I think that's. I think we wait any longer, and that wine starts to lose a little bit. 
So I think we we popped it at just the right time. I think so. Beaujolais, is that you? <laughs> Beaujolais. Look at this color. Are you brown? Smell that funk. Beaujolais? Are be, you there? That might be me. I'm using a new deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe the tannins on that last that one. That shit was crazy. I should have poured that one last. I didn't think it would have had oh as much my tannin goodness. as it did. <laughs> All right, so we're on our last wine, guys. Um... Stay with us. I'm gonna. Uh, is this our last one? Oh, this is our last, last one. one. Yes. You know we're well. You know we're we're an hour and a half into this. Um, so if you're still with us, we appreciate There's you. There's so many savory red wines. Red wine is tough, man. There's so much more to hide behind. Okay, hold on. Let's go down the list. Tell me what it isn't. So again, starting from the top, not Cap Franc. No, there's not. There's not, not a. There's not a. Uh, I don't know if you were joking, but this is not Beaujolais for me. <laughs> Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. This is not Grenache. This is not Merlot. Not Nebbiolo. Not Pinot Noir. Not Tempranillo. This could still be Malbec. And not, yeah, it could still be Malbec. So I think this I could I think be, this could also be Merlot. I think it could be, all right. But I think so, this could be New World Merlot. Or, I'm sorry, Old World Merlot. Off the color alone, my, my, get, my guess goes to Malbec, mm-hmm. Syrah, Zinfandel, um, yeah. and uh, Valpolicella. Valpolicella. It's so heavily extracted that color. That yeah. is that is I'm trying to think either climate or style. Who what region of the world makes a style of wine this rich? And it's generally new world places or places like as far as our offerings, Valpolicella or Corvina. The nose is fresh but like overripe. What is that fresh. on the end that I'm calling savory but it's not savory? I'm trying to find it. It's kind of uh, on the nose. It's kind of yeah. herbaceous. It's kind of minty. It's kind of maybe that's what it is. Eucalyptusy. Yeah, it's kind of eucalyptusy. Australia is that you? Is that Australia? Is that you? Definitely like yeah. I mean, we could still play with Syrah in Australia we too. We could still play with Syrah in Australia. And Syrah. I mean, yeah. Aust- I've had experience with like Australian Syrah where it has like that eucalyptusy kind of mintiness to it. Yeah. Um. Whereas, like, I don't think this is, this better not be fucking cab. It's rich. Like, if this is cab, fuck you, whoever makes this. <laughs> I tried to pick stuff that was not in left field. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, representative of what it was. Yeah. Drooling. Get wow. fucked. That's what I say to this one. <laughs> Get fucked. Okay. It's not a 2006. It's not a 2006, that's for sure. <laughs> I take, uh, it's not, it's not, it's nothing Italian. I take that Valpicella cough. Uh, so it's Malbec, Syrah. I think it's Australian Syrah. <laughs> it's Malbec, um, Syrah or Zinfandel to me. Um, it's too tannic for, I won't say it's too tannic. It's more tannic than I associate Zinfandel with being. Yeah. But it does. It's have also the, missing like the big jamminess that I tend to attribute to Zinfandel. The to New World jam. Zinfandel. Well, there's, there's the. Because I think on for Zinfandel, there's Sonoma Zinfandel, which is much less tannic and much more acid-driven. Mm-hmm. But the color, I oh got sorry, never mind. I guess the last Sonoma, the last Sonoma Zinfandel I drank was Monteroso, mm-hmm. and it just did not have this color. This would be like Northern Sonoma stuff right here, if it were. But even then, it's not that. This is like overripe fruit. It's not that obvious jam. It's got like a like a like a pruny. Or is it gamey to you? This smells like, like yes, did you get like fresh it's blood? It's gamey to me. Like that's a, what it is. That's what I was trying to figure out that savory. 
It's like irony. So like I, I like your Australian. So I Syrah think this call. is yeah. I think this is New World. I think this is Australian. Okay, so Syrah. if it's Syrah, what what should you be tasting if it's Syrah? So in the realm of the CDP, depends, we I mean. just had like yeah. savory, gamey, yeah. black pepper, um, and I usually I elevate all those flavors to like ripe New World. So like okay. whatever that means. Like savory is like actually fresh blood. Like you just killed a boar. Um, mm-hmm. You know, wet peppercorn. So um, what are, what were the other options? Zinfandel and Syrah, Zinfandel and Malbec and Malbec. Were okay. Kind of what's so if it's the, we if it's Malbec, what is it going to be? If it's Malbec, I'm looking for a bit more of a pyrazinic quality. Okay. Savannah's shaking her finger. Are you confusing um, Carmenere with Malbec? Because Carmenere does have pyrazine in it. Mm-hmm. Malbec, I don't think does. I so I so. Why don't we have like a? Why don't we have a, like a like? Why don't we have a Jamie to be like? Look up if that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need that. Because Carmenere definitely has a pyrazine to it. I find. Pyrazine lives in Malbec in the realm of mint. It's a much fresher, less vegetal. Those are two different compounds, though. Are they? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Then I, I mean, then I'm just. So it's herbaceous. Because that's, that's, herba- that's menthol and that's pyrazine. Those are different. So then this could very well be Malbec. If you call Syrah. Australian Syrah. I just, because I can't, because I can't right now, because I can't. I think that's this because is, I'm, uh, that's I'm, I'm going to stay with Malbec because I, Mendoza Malbec. Uh, oh, I like that call. I like that call. Particularly because the tannins. Oh, okay. If it were Syrah from Australia, I think it would be a little more juicy. I think this was Malbec because of the grip. That shit. Yeah, but there's like a pruniness about it that feels always accidental to me that I always feel like comes across in like Australia. The Aussies, huh? Like, yeah. They're a bit pruney down there. Yeah. You got? A, do we have a vintage? Oh, uh, twenty. God damn it! I've been so off on vintages. Today. <laughs> I fucking don't um, know. Um, <laughs> twenty seventeen. Okay. okay. So twenty. What'd you say? Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty Australian Which Syrah. I'm pretty sure they had terrible. Sorry, Australian Shiraz. Yeah. Shiraz. I'm pretty sure that's not right because they had terrible fires as well, so it couldn't be yeah. twenty okay. without smoke. And then gonna, Jeremy said, "I'm gonna go 2017 uh, Mendoza Malbec, particularly because the tannins." I love it. Ready, the, are we ready the for the reveal? Yeah. yeah. Let's see what we got here. 2018. <laughs> Mendoza Malbec. Let's go. Out of boy, Jeremy. Well done. <laughs> let's Round go. Applause. Well, hey, I couldn't have done it without Savannah telling me that menthol is not pyrazine. Menthol's not pyrazine, yeah. Wow. I tried to pull one out of left field there on you guys. That's a nice wine, dude. I thought that was a little different. Uh, That's a nice wine. I was trying to find something that was testable but was also kind of in left field. uh, Yeah. Going down to South America. So what this what this tells me is like we generally and I, I, won't I speak love for how both it's just it's like Malbec, Mendoza, Mendoza, like all the other ones have so like yeah. shit done in detail. Yep, there's only one place. Like if, it's, if it's Malbec, it's got to be Mendoza. It's got to be Mendoza. <laughs> it's like we still. No, I, you nailed that. That was awesome. Good call. Damn. There was a time when I was so much more like intimate on like you know like it's one thing to like sense of place and what certain climates can do. Um, to wine and varieties, but like understanding that, like if it's if it's gam and if it's gamay, right? Like you're looking for that carbonic maceration, like the yeah. like the next the more granular things that make looking the styles within a banana. region. Um, I can't wait to get back there. But hey, uh, well, God, we just did Brunello. it, guys. Um, I'm going back to the Brunello. <laughs> I know. Right? We're gonna sit, we're gonna sit here and finish up. Um, you know, hey, we appreciate you being here. 
Um, we're back at it. This was this was a fun episode. We blind like tasted it. again. We're well and we haven't over done an that in a long time. So we Yay. found our moderator. So we've been we've been talking up. We've been talking up. Um, just blind tasting and getting our W sets next year, which is still going to happen. Um, I think we found our moderator. Um, it's a low paying job, but it comes with lots of perks, Brad, if you're up for it. In fact, it's a no paying job. It's a no paying job. <laughs> as long as I get to drink the wines. That's yeah. that's and we'll pay, feed that's you. payment enough. You just keep digging into that father-in-law cellar of yours. Yeah. Um, I hope Honestly, you like Napa Valley I cows. have so many wines at my house that you could probably pull for mine and I wouldn't even know because there's oh, just man. too many. I'm going to just start digging into Savannah's portfolio <laughs> and know. just pulling wines from Tis only her portfolio. Just to fuck me up. Tis the season. Just to make me feel sad. Uh, so before we ultimately get out of here i got a, a few selfish plugs for 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 myself um november 23rd i pre you know for everyone who's been supporting my spice business um it means the world to me truly my wife and i um it has been a good year it hasn't taken off like i wanted it to yet um but it's exactly where it needs to be so i'll take that too um november 23rd we'll be over at altamont i'm going to do my first pop-up in a few months since starting darcy kent um i'll have a bunch of new seasonal spices i'll have all nine of them there that includes taco cajun simple donkey um east bay steak umami ranch all the above baby let's come and get it um i'll have holiday three packs and a very special and limited edition pumpkin spice um, latte cinnamon roll um and then december 3rd and 4th we've been talking about this supper club thing for a long time on this podcast and just in general it's happening so Holiday in the Vineyards for the Livermore Valley Wine Growers Association is December 3rd and 4th. Wineries all do a, diff- a realm of different things. Um, and we wanted to switch it up. So I've partnered up with my guy, Daniel Johnson, GJ over at uh, Don't Be Shellfish. And we're going to have a four-course meal over at Bing's. Um, and we're going to cheese it the fuck up. So if you like San Francisco, 70s, 80s, that just like... Just that, you know, that nostalgic cheesy era. Think Tiki Room, think Tonga Room, think House of Prime Rib. It's going to feel like you walked into the pier. Four-course menu, 115 bucks, all-inclusive, uh, minus gratuity. Um, 100 bucks for members. <laughs> it's going to be a good time, and and, and JTM is going to be in the kitchen uh, with a few other locals. Um, JTM this is will be back in the kitchen. Back in the kitchen. Um, so those tickets and information will come out soon. Um, Savannah, tell us something. Don't get burnt out, guys. Be kind to yourself this time of year. And just like, I mean, ride this time of year out. Enjoy it. Yeah. Hopefully get out and support our local restaurants and bars. And I mean, like really anybody doing something like this is what makes living out here really special. I mean, it's fantastic when we have cool places here and we don't have to go elsewhere for it. So please go out, support everybody that's out there. Um, and drink wines that aren't on a top 100 list. There you go. <laughs> Find some wines that aren't on a top 100 yeah. list. Yeah. And speaking of wines, shout out to Br- Brad. You nailed. You absolutely nailed. This is good. This list here. This blind, is really like, the good. The hardest thing about blind tasting is just being on the same page with people because not like things are. Look, Brad followed the list. I followed the list. I was told to follow the list. And then he I made you drink it. a 2006 and just <laughs> threw you in the left field. Those were treats. <laughs> These were more than testable wines. These were treats. Yeah, they were. Um, so I've got, what do I got? I got, I got 39 seconds left on this song. Um, this is Through the Grapevine. We're here at the Advanced Creative Studio. It's a beautiful Q4 Monday, November 14th. Um, hug on people you love. Happy and, Thanksgiving. And happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Huh? Thanksgiving. So, let's get a cheers and let's just uh, let's drink this fucking great wine here. Cheers. All right. <laughs>